Look, look, look. We yo, in the building, yo, son. Yo, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, man. We got a guest here, man. Now Mikey, 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 check. I, one, two. This look, is look. episode 265, baby. I just met this man and we already came in here beefing. Yes, sir. It's beef. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's beef on sight. On sight, yo. I want your life, dog. Look, man. We over here as soon as, soon as we meet. Wait, he said he wants your life. So it's a, it's a jealousy thing. No, listen, man. I know why, though. We'll explain why. We got a little go back and forth we're going to get into. Yeah, yeah. Just because I was in the better branch. You know what I mean? Damn. He said you ain't shit. <laughs> taking it too far now. Congratulations. <laughs> you hold on, hold on. Before we even get started, you don't like one of my favorite cities in America. Uh-huh. And we got to get straight to this because this is going to be a controversial podcast. All right, I go ahead. see this now. Take you over. Already know. Go listen, ahead. Listen. Hold on. We want to introduce the guests. We want to just let them go. Nah, let's, let's talk that shit first. Okay, okay. talk that shit. Look, <laughs> because I'm stationed in Fort Benning. Okay. I was, I was in the Army. And we about an hour outside of uh, Atlanta. I don't like Atlanta. Ooh, Welcome takes. to Atlanta where the players first play. Of all, first of all, let's get it straight. I'm from Texas. Oh, see, see, you get straight to it. There. Good old Tejas. But besides that, first of all, if you ever driven in, in Atlanta, fuck yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Second of all, damn. Yeah. I don't know. I just got a different scope. You ever been to DC? Yes. Love DC. Okay, so when you go to DC, it's it's a different look, right? Yeah. The the people, the feel, the the women, it's a different look. Mm-hmm. It's leather, it's jeans, it's braids, it's bantu knots. It's, mm-hmm. Cornrows and stuff like that. And Atlanta's ratchet. Atlanta. Yes. Lace fronts. Yes. Plastic surgery. Yes. Plastic. <laughs> All the females look the same. A lot, a lot of augmentations. You, a lot. Like, it's super colorful. It's super plastic. It's super... Lashes Damn, Atlanta. It's like, bro, it's... it's is that why I love you? Everybody is just trying to oppress each other and stuff like you that. You know what's funny? My least favorite popular city for people is Houston. I, I get that. Yeah, so like... It's too it, I felt, it's too... I feel like Houston's a wannabe Atlanta. I, I love I love visiting Houston. I don't like I'm st- not mad sticking at around. But something about Atlanta, man. I'll tell you this about Atlanta, too. And I don't know... Um, My partner is from there. Mm-hmm. So I never did the quote-unquote tourist Atlanta. I did the... You know what I mean? Like, but Atlanta from there. Here, here's what I'll say. When I'm saying fuck Atlanta, I'm talking about the type of Atlanta that's... Oh, it's industry. Everybody's, the Hollywood. Everybody, yeah, everybody's yeah. dressing the same. Everybody's yeah, trying to impress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is also the Wakanda part of Atlanta. Okay. Where it's like... Black excellence. Black excellence, their mindset. But you don't see a lot of, a lot of that out there. You got to live out there to really understand that. If you're coming yeah. from another place, yeah. you're just going to see one side of Atlanta. You know what? I think we're on the same page with that because I, gotta, I say that about Houston. I'm always coming to Houston from a tourist perspective, not with the people of the city. But you said when you're on tour? I said tourists, man. Oh, okay. I ain't said nothing about a bad. tour, man. It, look, it really look, felt look, like look, you was trying to make that. you. You saw that, right? Trying to make you more famous. I saw it on his face. What, what was that about, man? Stop. I mean, I'm getting I, ready to hate. Hold on, but let's get these intros in, man. Get this show started, man. <laughs> All right, man. Is the beef settled? Or, or are we... No, no, I think no. We're going to get to that later, It's not settled. All right, man. I love this. Well, we are back once again. In the building. The bad guys of, the, of San Antonio. Uh, I don't even know why to say San Antonio. The bad guys of the world. Yes, sir. We were, we're, we're Mr. Worldwide's out here, the bad guys. And we got a special guest. Uh, I would like to say that uh, we met by accident, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately I'm like, I like this guy. Okay. <laughs> this guy's good people. And he talks that shit. Yeah. But not to me. He's actually very nice to me. No, I like no, people no. nice to me and no, talk no, shit no. about other people. See, here's the issue. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Now that we know each other, oh, that's on site. And I respect y'all. Mm-hmm. The hate is coming. Oh yeah, see, that's what I'm talking. It's the only about. way I know how to be, but you know, <laughs> see, but I, I support it. Yeah, I like that because it's coming from a place of love. Just because I show you respect doesn't mean I respect you. Oh, oh, oh. shit! Oh. If I disrespect you, 
I respect you. We'll hold talk on, about hold it. on. We got to figure this out. Yeah, we got to talk about this. But with that I being just said- I had a thought bubble over my head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, you, you a comic book? <laughs> All right, man. So we got Mr. Phoenix in the building. In the building. Toxic Sensei. Toxic oh, Sensei. Shit, oh, yeah. I wish I knew that. I would have added that to my little introduction well, you know. of you. It's all right. I'm going to give you a heads up. Star didn't prep me on purpose. I didn't. Okay. So he put this together on purpose. So we're going to definitely I think it's going to be a good one. I, I like, I like, sometimes I like setting him up so where he can't do research. Yeah. He yeah. just has to come in and, you know, off top freestyle. Let's Let do me it. tell you how life is funny. He looks mm-hmm. confident, by the way. I see you. Yeah. Life is funny because I learned a lesson through this, right? Okay. A lesson that you always know and people always teach you. And that is success is based on. Not just talent, but success is based on talent and connections, right? Mm-hmm. When I met you, yeah, by accident, with uh, JT, shout out to JT. Okay. Oh yeah, I so, never heard Joshua Thompson being labeled as JT. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I met you and I found out, I was like, oh, from from cheap suits. Yeah. Oh, well, shout out to West by the way. West was there. Piece of shit. Shout out. God Listen. damn. <laughs> Yo. That's my big brother, man. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy, <laughs> he's a, he's a good people. So, wh- do you remember what I told you? Uh, it was hours of telling me things. Yeah, I told him I'm gonna be on your podcast by the end of the year. Okay, he did say that, and he just sort of looked at me like, "Yeah, all right, bro. Yeah, hey. I'm off by a couple." But <laughs> I enough. thought I thought that I, you know, I'm gonna get on it because I just I just did two books in okay. a year, and yep. I'm out here doing philosophy and poetry and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm here because of my brother. Wes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did you like the episode with Wes? Yeah, I did. Definitely, definitely. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I hate him. I mean, that's yeah. what friends are for, right? You know yeah. What I'm saying? I don't know why y'all would waste your time with him. But <laughs> he's, hey, he's just a show off. That's ridiculous. Dog. You, pay, you played right into his wheelhouse, but I love him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's big bro. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So life is about talent plus yeah. connections. And of time, course. And timing. I, I, th- I do remember that being said to me. He did say, I will be on the show by the end of the year. Mind you, I'm late to everything, so that means that you're still kind of on time. Right. So your end of the year was really my start. And let me tell you what's funny, too. When you said this, we were vehemently against doing guests. Yes. Which makes that even more powerful because we don't do... we At the time, we yeah. really didn't do guests unless it was something happening like in that moment. Yeah. We had we like two guests it. in like a year, maybe. Yeah. Because we already had three mics, so you know, it's kind I'm of honored. hard. I'm honored because... You know, I'm really proud of you guys. You guys have really led the way. You're, you're like the leading voices now. I appreciate you. Can you say something you. mean now? Well, you look like a walking dick vein. <laughs> Damn. God. And 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 Nate, I respect you. Norm, Norm, Norm. Norm, excuse me. Yes. I respect you. You look like a, a put out black in Joe's Volcano parking lot. Y- yes, Yo. I have been that guy. Let's he has specific. been him. Yes, that I'm comfortable been, now. That's been a podcast. I feel good now. I see the comedic sits right how did you know I got put out of Joe's Volcano before my day? <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> the energy, that's the energy. Haven't that you we get. all? Haven't we all got thrown out of Joe's and Hold on, I got a question. I got a question. Sure. I don't know if um you guys will have the answer for this, but um my daughter's soon turned 18. Yeah, yeah. Are there 18 and over clubs here still? Do we know? Do I we just have turned any kids? 40. I have and no I'm just wondering clue. if anybody I'm has a any lounge kids. Nigga now. We have any kids or anything like that? Because I don't know. I don't prob- listen to the radio. There probably is. I think there's a few, but I'm looking for the 35 and up clubs. I think that I think that <laughs> if I club go. culture is dying. I think that's what it I is. I think too. it's festivals yeah. and all of that stuff now. Club culture is not our what it was. Yeah. What it was when we were doing it. it was everything for them. It's so much to do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Instead of just being in a club, waste of money. But um 
So check this out, man. First thing I want to do is um, give the people your background real quick. Just okay. like some wait, real highlights. quick. We're we're here too, though. Oh shit! You ain't know yourself. Yeah, or they, yourself. Oh shit! They know <laughs> y'all. You know. I'm sorry, but you know we like to cater to like maybe a first time listener. They might have tuned in today. I mean, that's fair. But... You know, it's cool. Hey man, but we got Mister Nasty in the building. How you nasty but still a man of the people? Yo, um, you could be both. Uh, yeah, thanks can be true. Yes, this this facts. The man of applause. We got Nasty Norm in the house. I could be an asshole and the nicest guy in the world all in the same t- all true. at the same time. This is true. Yes. And then, of course, we got myself. Where's my shit, Scott? Man, you know what time it is. Ladies. <laughs> the latest and greatest R&B voice. All right. Yo, man, I, I tell you, I probably, if I was born at a different time, I probably would have been doing that those type of R&B records that they do in the 90s, where they like talking to the, they doing a whole oh, like, yeah, speech like a, before the yeah, fucking like an shit. early Boys of Men record. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a stretch. Like, be like, hey. Like, <laughs> that's be a stretch. Be like, you don't hey, think his voice is that illustrious, no, right? That's a stretch. <laughs> nah, if I was really putting effort, you put a little attitude be, on it. You'd be like a Woody and Drew Hill, or <laughs> <laughs> Ew, no way you'll be the lead really singer. Wasn't about Woody. <laughs> hey man, fuck y'all. Third man on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real Kevin Love and R&B. Oh <laughs> damn. Chris Bosh over here. He contributed. <sighs> Haters gonna hate. Hey, but you can't get a title without the third man, man. That's you feel can't. Bad. Don't you feel can't. bad about that. That's true. It's all right. At least I'm there. Yes. Okay. All right, man. Let's go. Where are we going? My brother. Let's talk about you. Yeah, let's talk about it, man. All right. I've lived like um, three different lifetimes. Okay. Oh. So I'm a local Saytown rap legend from the Golden Era. Okay. What's with Vandal what? Records with Taiwan. Okay. Chris Banger, my brother Kevin Phoenix. And Stitcher West and, and Half Price, what was uh, your, Ricky uh, P. What's was your a, name? Kai Phoenix. I was Jay Flame. We'll talk. Okay. That's funny. Why's that? I've never met you, but you got a record with my boy. Who's that? Uh, you remember Trap? Yeah. That was my artist. Okay. A small world. I still got okay. that song on a hard drive somewhere. I'm like the, I'm like the Forrest Gump of the golden era of San Antonio. Yeah, because I've already heard you, but never actually met you back <laughs> I'm then. I'm telling you. That's funny. I'm like the Forrest Gump. Um, I've been in the military. Um, I've been a poet. I've been a writer. I'm an author. I'm about to be a novelist next month. Oh, hold pause, because I want to know, what's the difference between an author and a novelist? That's crazy, because I actually had that question in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, a novelist is, you know, writing novels, mm-hmm. what have you. An author could write different things. Like, I write um, philosophy. I write social criticism. I write poetry, so. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's a lot of different things. By the way, I so I a novelist is yeah. So a novelist is appreciate that. So a novelist um, doesn't necessarily mean that an author doesn't necessarily mean that you're a novelist. Yeah, you could you uh, you know it's a it's a a novelist could be an author, but um, they're mainly writing novels. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, look, learn something new. Yeah, I like so. That's one thing I, I did want to know though, because I'm like I don't know the difference between mm-hmm. a novel and just like a regular book. It's, it's just weird that a lot of people know me from a lot of things in the city. Like, there's a whole generation. I worked in juvenile detention for five years, and I worked in um, homes and centers for abused and abandoned runaway youth mm-hmm. and New Braunfels. So I've been a lot of things to a lot of people within the city. Let's yeah, not forget yeah. Oklahoma. <sighs> I'm trying to forget Oklahoma. We had this you, whole... Where did you do your uh, base? Oh, you did it down here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. said so it's Air Force. The down here to when the everybody Force. was getting sexually harassed and whatnot, no, taking I was... advantage of <laughs> Hold up. I was before that time, but um, I was in, when I was in college, one of the drill sergeants that was there around that time, mm-hmm. 
he was there during all that, and actually he had a lawsuit against the San Antonio newspaper mm-hmm. because they used his picture of somebody else's name, mm. but he wasn't involved in the case. But now it looks like he is. Because it was his picture there. They basically used the wrong picture. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if he ever won it or not, but they did it when they did the correction. He you had know, to it was, be black. It was a little of course. Okay. It was like a little blurb. And he was like, yo, that shit kind of fucked my life up. I had nothing to do with it. I just was in the squadron yeah, where yeah, all this yeah. shit happened. At. Yo, that shit was rough. Mm-hmm. They were wilding. Yeah. They For were those that wilding. don't know, there were a bunch of uh, uh, TIs in the Air Force. Um, technical instructors, you know. Oh, those are mean like TI lookalikes. We're, we're a little more. No, we're a little more. Uh, te- <laughs> I'm like, yo, there's a lot of. This, this is a shot right here. We're a little more technical in the Air Force than the oh, Army there's folks. There's a lot of Mr. You Harris is walking yeah, around. Technical, all right. <laughs> but yeah, y'all. but basically, long story short, man, they was in there doing wild shit with the young ladies um, in the dormitories, man. Prostitution rings and just taking advantage. Yep. Damn. To the point where when I was in the military, it was crazy. Out of all the training that I got, I got more sexual harassment training in the military than any other yep. training at all. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. The military was wild. Damn. So, but go, go ahead. So, so you spent your time. You went to Oklahoma. Uh, for, is it for Fort Sill? Yeah. Fort Sill for basic. Um, I only did my MOS because it came back to San Antonio mm-hmm. for AIT. And then I was off to Fort Benning. But uh, yeah, Oklahoma was created by Satan. In a laboratory. <laughs> he, he was telling me about... And this story is actually kind of fascinating because I think me and you like disaster shit. Yeah. And this was disastrous. <laughs> was All right, like, let's talk about can you briefly kind of tell him what he was okay, telling so me? Okay, so listen. I don't know anything about Oklahoma when I go. Mm-hmm. The first night I'm there, it thunderstorms, it sleets, and it snows in the same night. I didn't know that was a thing. I, th- I didn't know seasonal? that that could happen. Yeah, I thought that was like, had to be different seasons. I think it's just Oklahoma. <laughs> All in the same night. Damn. And I'm like... Well, this could be a problem. Mm-hmm. It's just why this is why they're the asshole of the United States. They're the asshole for yeah. sure. Wild. So we go out into the field, and we're out there training and doing stuff. And this guy pulls up, and he comes and talks to our drills, and then he leaves. And I hear, I see my drills going. Fuck that. We're training. Fuck that shit. He leaves. He comes back maybe thirty, forty-five minutes later. He's a little bit more adamant. He leaves, and they're they're adamant. So I sort of walk over the next time he comes to see what's going on, and he's telling them. Y'all got to go. Y'all have to go. Y'all got to get out. And then he leaves and they're like, all right, all right, cool. As soon as he leaves, fuck that. We're training. I already know what happened. Next thing you know, first of all, to let, uh, like I was telling him, Oklahoma in February is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about wind going over the plains. It's constant. Mm-hmm. It never stops. Mm-hmm. It cuts through anything that you're wearing. So it's always cold. It's mm-hmm. super cold. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, cold stops. It gets super hot like that. Oh, and everybody shit. starts looking around like, hey, did it get hot? Like, I don't... Yeah, yeah, I oh, know it. Then it gets dark, like pitch black dark. And we're all looking around like, yo, what is going on? Drill start running over. Get into the trailers. Get into the trailers. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I didn't know that I was claustrophobic. <laughs> he found out a lot of things about himself here. 30 years of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah you think you got we this. We get to the trailers. These are storm trailers for tornadoes. Mm. It's supposed to hold 12. It's 24 of us in there, full battle rattle. It's pitch black. When we're getting pushed in there, you're looking up, all you see is spider webs everywhere. And then they seal the doors. Oh, pitch black. Shit, you think you're about to suffocate (laughs) or some shit? Yeah. It's super hot because we're all huddled together. Everybody's dripping sweat. You can't take anything off. No. It's too tight. And then the wind starts. And the wind sounds like a freight train. Never heard nothing like this. It feels like an 18-wheeler is getting ready to come hit you. And we're like, what the fuck? 
So I'm starting to, hey, hey, let's get them lights on. Let's get them lights on. Turn them flashlights on. I remember one time, one of the guys' flashlight went out. I was like, hey, get that light back on. I'm claustrophobic in here. After 45 minutes, they finally open the door and they're like, get to the, get to the bus. It's rainstorming, blinding. We run, get on the bus. Yo, We're driving like speed like a movie, yo. to yeah. blinding rainstorm. We finally get back to the battery. It's been like, it's like four tornadoes at the same time. Oh. This guy was trying to tell him, there's four coming. Get back to the battery. And my drills were like, fuck it. If it ain't raining, we ain't we were training. Fuck you, Oklahoma. Oklahoma Damn. ain't shit. And, and the sergeant. Shout out to uh, SGA. Or whoever though. he was. That's just he scored 44 that's last military. night. He's, I was like, if I get stationed in Fort Seal, my, my military career is going to be short. Well, see, that's his mm. version of the military, not mine. No, because you guys were sipping tea with yes. pinky up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking hoes talking I mean, about politics. I mean, you know, <laughs> finest of women. I got a little bit of carpal tunnel, you know, all that type that I had to do. <laughs> if y'all can see his face right now, he looks at me. I no, wanted, I wanted, it. I wanted it so chair. bad. I wanted me, it so hey, bad. Meanwhile, he was running from tornadoes. Yeah. Yes, and being trapped in. And bunkers. that's my introduction to the military. I'll tell you the uh, scariest time of uh, my Air Force career. Um, one day it was in San Antonio, we were on base, just kicking it on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden we hear a loud boom, bah, all the power goes out mm. on base. We don't know what's going on. So we all congregate in the courtyard where the volleyball courts and the barbecue pits are. And we're Did like, y'all have barbecue pits? What's a barbecue volley- pit? I'm vo- sorry. Volleyball fields? <laughs> no. And you're st- okay. Uh, no. No, just relax. Nah, relax go ahead. We like, we like playing a little beach volleyball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So we congregate out there, hate, and we're like, I hate this hey, shit. man, we see it. Helicopters. Yeah, yeah. There is a sad part to the story. I'll bring that to the end. Helicopters and shit all at the other end of the base. Yeah, yeah. Fire trucks and shit. We're like, oh, shit, something crazy happened. So we're like, man, we might as well start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so my man. We start, I think we should start drinking something. So we just start pulling out beers and liquor. This is the liquor. 90s. Yes, yes. No, this is early 2000s. Yes. When it's supposed to be hard. So listen, uh, hold up. Hold up. It gets worse. There's yeah, a yeah. war. It gets worse. No, this is right before 9 11. Right. Okay, okay. Two thousand might be like right like a couple months before. Okay. So then my boy pulls up uh his Ford Explorer with the big 12s in the back, turns the music on. We're having a fucking party. Oh, we're out there good partying times. on a Tuesday. Yeah. Random. I don't like how you're smiling. Like he's his he has not stopped smiling the whole time he's telling this story. Who tells a story? But and then smiles? we get word, and this is the sad part. Somebody was oh. speeding. Um, in their Corvette in the back of a restricted area on base. Yeah, yeah. They hit a transformer and um, some tragedy happened oh. because they were, yeah. So that's the sad part of the story. But that's the trauma of the but Air leading Force. up to that. That's, that's how the Air Force works. Y'all can speed on base? I mean, they got areas you can kind of, you know. <laughs> I, lost my dri- I, I lost my driving privileges for a year. For going in the what, military. For going to speed limit. I mean, for going uh Yeah, the speed limit's speed 30. Limit. I lost my driving privileges. My wife had to wake up pregnant, five like four thirty, just to take me to PT. Four. They're, whoa, whoa. they're racing Corvettes. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> wait, on base, wait, he got to get driven to work. Well, hold you, on. Hold y'all on, racing Corvettes? No, no, I heard something different. Y'all go to PT at what time? Well, I had to get up at four twenty. We had to go at five o'clock. What did y'all do at PT? We exercise. No, but like what? Like running and shit. Push ups, pull ups, running. You know, what we did at PT. Don't do this. Yeah, now do this. Our Don't PT this. started at eight. During duty hours, first of all. Eight, eight to 12? <laughs> eight to about 10.30, because you know, they got to get back quickly for lunch. But we would Are go out there. Serious? 
listen, we would go out there, we might do a couple jumping jacks. Yeah, yeah. Some stretches, get the get the uh get the muscles activated. Well, you know, maybe, maybe we, actually, we actually go to war, so and then we would have oh, like a uh so competitive uh little little ultimate frisbee. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? Little, maybe a little flag listen, football. Little, little boomerang. <laughs> little boomerang actually, in the Air Force they say table tennis, they don't say ping pong. Yeah, They're a little down. bit more civilized than that. Look, uh, and I wanted it. <laughs> That's yeah. the part why it's funny. Because every other branch, yeah. they know how good we live. And they're like, motherfucker. It's good, bro. Show. It's yeah. good. I wanted it so bad. Yeah. Damn. Now, I'll, tell you the fun, I'll tell you the fun part with the army, though. What's that? Because I have been to Fort Hood to go hang with the bros. Mm. There's and, nothing fun about Fort Hood. No, no. I'll tell you why. Isn't that, army, where, isn't that where people be disappearing? That's where the bodies are at. Yeah. The bodies? The army? The niggas is an army. Yeah. Uh, so when you need that element of uh, the streets, nigger tree, ooh, the RB got him, brother. I can't say these things. You ain't got to say it. Words nigritude. I be gonna say. I be gonna say the N word. You know what I'm saying? I got the dictionary on niggas. I got the, I got the word. <laughs> the element is in the army. Yes, it is. Yeah. So when you want to be around the element, element, danger vibes. Yeah. Oh, you like a hint of danger in the air. You always know the violence. You know what's crazy? I got a lot of homeboys that I don't know if you know about this. <laughs> they went overseas. They got um, deployed and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They came back Crips and Bloods. Oh yeah, yeah gang back. Damn, I had no they got rolled clue. in in the, in the military. Did, like it's a on. real thing. Damn. Yep. yep, I've heard they have. Um, they actually have their own sets in the military. Yeah. Wow. And they bang. I don't want to disrespect nobody, but that's what I do. I think that's goofy. Why would you? You join, join the-, the military to get away. Yeah. And now you just got rolled in. <laughs> I mean, you could go over to Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. Crips is written all over the place and Hoover and what? <laughs> That's crazy. It was a problem. When I joined the military, they thought that I was on some sort of program. I don't know, because my facial features and whatnot, they thought I was on that go to prison or go to the military program. And uh, that was the running joke with yeah. me. They were always measuring my tattoos and stuff like that oh, and checking on my yeah. tattoos to see if it's gang affiliated and whatnot. Like I was he, like, why like would he it be gang like affiliated? He, like he was waiting, waiting for a secret indictment to come down. I was like, let me join the, let yeah, me join the army. Yeah. You know, Save myself. Yeah. Like, so wow. what, uh, what part of town did you grow up on um, out, out this way? Marbot. Okay. Exit 7. Definitely. Northwest. Definitely. Yeah. Proud representative. Just found out we from the same area. Yeah. I'm like 10 minutes away. I could have walked here. Uh, That's a little extreme. Traffic's a little crazy now. Yeah. Nah, but I get what you're saying. Though. I get it. People <laughs> like to get ran over right there in the 1604 area. You might so, not want to cross there. So now, uh, uh, what we get into, man? What's the uh, what's the focus today? Well, I did want. I was interested in like. Uh, well, should we get to the fuckery first? Probably. I'm the fuckery call, this brother. week. I'm here for the fuckery. Fuckery. You Let's lead the show. Then. Well, we uh, we here like to. Whenever guests do come on, mm-hmm. we do like to talk about like some of the wild moments. And since you are military, Brett, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you got some wild moments. Do you want to start somewhere? I don't know. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's wild moments. I I, I do love I did love growing up military. Yeah. I think it's important, you know, even for 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 when you guys are raising kids, kids gotta get out and see something different. Mm-hmm. Um my parents divorced in 91. My mom remarried in 90. Uh, they divorced in 90. My mom remarried. And in 93, my stepfather, who was also Air Force, he got orders to go to Germany. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, bitch. You go through the court battle. My mom got custody. So we're going. And it was like, fuck, man, I don't want to go to Germany, live in tents with Nazis chasing us. <laughs> Little did he know. <laughs> so we go to Germany. But what? we're not like we're not like stationed. <laughs> Nazis, we're not like stationed on 
like any bases and stuff. We're like in civilian sections. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So we're out there, and there's nothing but like a little fence that separates us from Bosnian refugees, Turks, Germans. Man, what a way to grow up. Everybody's yeah. from a different place. This person's from DC. This person's from New York. This person's from Texas. Right. Yeah. yeah. Shit. My first. I, I, my first day of fifth grade. Maybe my third day of fifth grade. I just got rolled, wrecked, beat up Damn. in school. Because I was immediate class clown. We had this kid from D.C. area. But this is crack era. D.C. He was a different sort of guy. Barry and Barry era. <laughs> he, knocked, he knocked his best friend out. Like, I didn't know that. I got in a lot of fights growing up here in Texas because my older brother, Kevin Phoenix. And, but I didn't know that you could knock a kid, like, in elementary school, like, unconscious. I thought he killed him. Yeah. They just... You thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. I didn't know that kids can be unconscious. Have yeah. You, you he, know what's funny? Have you, do you remember the first time you saw somebody get knocked out? Not on TV. No, like in school? Mm-hmm. Just in general. Yeah. <clears throat> I, it is I, like, I don't remember the exact... When they seize up... The yes. exact people, but I see them just laid out. I'm like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, I saw somebody get knocked out too. I was like, man, they killed that man. This is like fifth grade. Yeah, yeah you, it looks like that And it's a, a fifth grader doing it. Mm-hmm. That's why We were push fighting. <laughs> Hit me, you swing, you swing, you swing, you swing. Shoulder on shoulder. He came with something different. <laughs> he didn't say nothing. He just looked at him, he turned his head, you know, when yeah. dogs are confused. <laughs> yeah. And just knocks him out. And Shout the out dude to DC. seizes up, and I'm like, oh, this is. <laughs> oh, she got real. <laughs> In fifth grade. Let me tell you something, though. The thing about being overseas in the 90s felt like, felt like we were gods. Oh, you talk about uh, young Americans black men or just young black Americans? Oh, because to the people overseas, you know, they know Michael Jordan, Eddie Murphy, and, and you. They can smell it on you, and you, dog. <laughs> yeah. They That's... can they can smell it on you. The way that we carried ourselves, the when we walk somewhere. I don't want to say that, but I was trying to big. I'll say up, that. Bro. We got a we had an arrogance about us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We, when we're walking, I could I could see it in their eyes that they recognize that we're we're American right away, right? Yeah. They had uh, Bosnia was going on at that point. Mm-hmm. It was a genocide. And they had these Bosnian refugees in a two-story house. It's like 70. They would come over by 30s. Like 30 kids would cross over the fence. It'd just be me and like five friends outside just playing basketball. Mm-hmm. 30 kids lined up just to watch 12-year-olds play ball like we're Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's crazy, yo. <laughs> There'd be so many that came over. We used to have to play games. It'd be like seven on seven because we couldn't just play five on five. It was too many of them. You know what's crazy? One of them kids might have been like Dirk. Dog. Oh. <laughs> Don't speak no English. Yeah. They just come over and they go, uh, can you know Michael Jordan? Like, yeah, I know Michael Jordan. Instant best friends. For years. Hey, it's funny. When you say, oh, yeah, I know Michael Jordan, they probably think you know him personally. Yeah. They do. No, that's what That's crazy. Saying. But another thing is they had the African kids out there. And we used to pick on them, mm. bully them, because they would try to be like us, they would try to dress like us, and they'd always be like two years behind. Mm-hmm. And we're so stupid, we're so arrogant, that I, especially me, I was a terrible kid. I was a real big bully. I had a little man complex. So I bullied the African kids. And I remember one time, one kid, he was much older than me. He was like 15. And he was like... <laughs> He was crying because I was, I'm good at talking shit. I was really good back then because kids are terrible. And I said something so bad that I broke him. And he was crying and he said, your country doesn't even love you. You don't know it, but you'll see. Oh, damn. And I didn't really have a response to that. I just was like, and that fool, right whatever, now, nigga. He's like, fuck you talking about. So dig this. 
I'm in Germany five years. Yeah, yeah. I come back when I'm 16 to South Carolina. I've been there five years. It's like a bubble. We don't have to deal with no dysfunctional American shit. We don't have to hear about nothing. Yeah. We're with nothing but kids, Puerto Ricans and Filipinos and all of this stuff. Never heard the word nigger one time. Mm. Five minutes off the plane after five years. I'm running through the airport because my mom was like, hey, we got to go. If you got to use the, the, like, the flight from Germany to America. Yeah. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like eight, 12 hours? It's two. crazy. Yeah. So she was like, if y'all got to use the bathroom, y'all need to do it now because we got to go. So mm. I'm hightailing it. I run into this white businessman and he looks down at him. He's like, hey, watch it, nigger. And I was like, I'm home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I tell this story South a couple of years. different kind of racism. Uh, yeah. Just America in general. Yeah. That's five minutes yep. into the airport. I ain't heard it for five years. As soon as I hear it, my automatic reaction is, you miss America so much. Yeah. I'm home. I'm telling this story in high school and everybody's just looking at me like, that's sad. Yep. And I don't even know it's sad. Yeah, until yeah, I'm yeah, telling the story it, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's fucked it's up. It's trauma. It's trauma. You don't even recognize it's it. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. So just being in, just being in, and then South Carolina is, I was telling him, if you've never been to the deep South, which Texas, no, we make ourselves feel like the West, but we the South. Yeah. Right? But it, we ain't Georgia, you ain't Mississippi. Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina, mm-hmm. North Carolina. That's a different kind of high. So if you've never, if you're living in a city that's minority, we're relaxed out here. Like the soundtrack of my life, if my life was a movie, is Tejano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you played the sound, it wouldn't be like rap. It's this is what I've been hearing my whole life. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But if you've been somewhere where that's not the majority, you understand what it feels like. We were talking about Golden Corral and Cracker Barrel. You walk into a Cracker Barrel in South Carolina, it's a different feel. It's a different kind of high. Oh, it's not like the one on I-10? The record skips. <laughs> really? Yep. You're it. Everybody just... They look, and then they keep looking. See, what's, what's funny is I, I really just spent... Let me phrase that. I spent time in the South growing up, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I'm from the most <clears throat> American... Northeast city there state there is right, so we go down to Georgia. Great state of mass, but not just that. We go down to Georgia, mm-hmm. and I hear those stories, you know. But where my family's from in Georgia is so segregated that it's all black. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I never left outside that bubble. So it wasn't until I came in the military and started going to like uh, um, Navarre, Florida, Pensacola. Yep, going to places in Alabama, in South Georgia. And I was like, this racism is. Different. I mean, oh, oh, I, oh, what's I, my I, spot in Texas? Um, uh, Jasper, Texas. Oh, hell no. That's like Victoria and stuff like that. Ooh. Me and my brother went, we drove from Texas to South Carolina to visit my, my mom. We must have got pulled over like nine times. Yeah. Damn. We just stopped leaving. We just stopped zipping up our suitcase because we were going to get pulled over. We were going to so get that like, It's already yeah. open. Just, yeah. yeah. Alabama, the, the cop your boy, was your like, boy caught us two and a half walk, hours ago, right? Y'all just yeah. walked 12 steps that way. It was like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. No, nah, you can search me right here. I'll sit. I'll sit on a curb in handcuffs. I'm not walking away from. You. I'm not turning my back from you. Yeah, yeah. And this, but you is, know what that means. The thing with the thing with being in the military when I was out was that I had not anticipated being in the military during the Black Lives Matter era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was and out. I'm a conscious-minded, unapologetic, pan-African black person. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's where my first book came from. I had to find a way to channel it because I'm angry every 
day. Hold on, hold on. Let's talk about the title of the first book. Let's get it. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Put that in. But we got to do burn. some promotion too at the yes, same sir. time. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. Must you burn before you respect fire? Okay. Um, was, it you know, avail- was it available? It's on Amazon.com. Gotcha. Matter of fact, I was... And we'll, we'll have the links in the um, yeah. in the. I was number two when I came out for, for a couple weeks behind Amanda Gorgman. She was the black poet that spoke at the inauguration. Yep, Can't yep. beat her. She was number one and number five at the same fire. book. Okay. Damn. So yeah, tell, Crazy. Us, tell us about so You were number book. two after her. Yeah. Crazy. And I ain't nobody. I just who reads poetry? I don't know. That's what I that hurt. But I just thought <laughs> no, I was going I, I was gonna write, I was gonna put this together and maybe 35 people get it. I hadn't anticipated the love. Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's timely. I came from hip hop and then I transitioned to something else because after a while, when you got a lot to say, when you think about your life. When you're doing hip hop, you're trapped behind bars. Yep. I got to cut my insight. I got to cut my wisdom to fit this beat yep. and to sound tight. So when I'm in the military, I'm angry all the time. I'm starting to take it out on, on people that I work with, my sergeants and stuff like that, doing, doing stuff just to, they're telling you, look, the policy is you can't go to no demonstrations in uniform, but you can go. Then we get new leadership. They come from Kentucky and stuff like that. And they're, they got a certain mindset. So they're like, nah, you can't go to no demonstrations at all. Oh. Hold on. Like, says who? I'm not cutting you off. I'm enhancing his points, right? Um, just to tell you the perspective from both services, too. I was uh, <clears throat> wasn't in the military, but still working with them. You get what I mean, right? I went to a briefing. Uh, this is a high-level threat briefing. Yeah. They're talking about Al-Qaeda, you know, um, all the overseas organizations, Nigeria, they're talking that shit, right? I know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. I know it's coming. And then on about slide 17, I see uh, Black Lives Matter on the same slides. Crazy. And I see people stand up and say, um, yeah, man, because you know, the cars are blocking traffic and that's dangerous, so you have to walk. And I literally walked out the supposing. Yeah. And I was in there and I'm like, I felt so kind of like defeated because you want to go, but it's like, I'm going to go back and forth. It's a hundred people in there. Yeah. And people I was with was like, why you walk? I was like, I can't listen to this, man. Like, you comparing this protest going on to literally two slides before that, we're talking about Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Who they killed? You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, oh, this shit is different. And the briefing was in the Pensacola, Florida area. Yeah. Mm. It's like, who they kill? Yeah, but continue on. Just I'm trying to answer with, uh, with you, where you're going with this. You know exactly what I'm talking Like, you're angry because I'm watching this daily. I'm watching Alton Sterling. I'm watching Sandra Bland. I'm watching Corinne Gaines. I'm watching Trayvon Martin. It's just daily, daily, daily. And the world is going into riots and stuff like that. And here you are, in uniform, fresh. I'm just watching. And that, that flag on your shoulder starts to feel like a brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. I walked into the military at 30 years old. I knew who I was. I knew what I was about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's getting hard, and I'm noticing that I am like, I'm angry all the time, and I'm taking it out on people. I got to find a way to, you know, I start getting into poetry as a way to channel. Mm-hmm. And it's stacking up, and it's stacking up, and stacking. It's not until uh, the year when I was about to get out, 2016, 2017, where people, I used to, I had this page where I would put out my poetry, and they were like, Gotta write a book, bro. It was like a kind of like a blog, like a bl- not a blog site, but I just was putting my works up. Okay. And they were like, you gotta put that in a book. Like, look at all the attention you're getting. I was like, I don't know how to write a fuck. Yeah, yeah, I know about writing, but mm-hmm. I just know how to write. Yeah. And it took me some years, but I, I put it together and it's like a you can breathe. Yeah. Like you get it off your mind and you you let a lot of shit go, man. Writing is writing is amazing. 
because you get a chance to sit with your thoughts. And it's just good to come from survival mode. When you're in survival mode, you ain't got a chance to contemplate life and what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to figure out, how do I get through the next day? Mm -hmm. When you can get to a point where you have a family and stuff, but you can contemplate your life or or your growth and your changes, you've made it to a certain point. It's on uh, Maslow's hierarchy of uh, needs. Yes. So, shout out to Maslow. Shout out to uh, my management degree. It's a lot lot of Maslow talking there. In the same year... I put out uh, my second book, Militant Manchild. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just, I'm just using stories in my life to to talk about things that I want to talk about that goes into the world. But I just want to be a voice. Like I, I got ambitions to be the greatest writer that this city ever produced. I got a question oh. about the writing process too, um, because obviously you know we joke, laugh, and joke around. But the whole purpose of this for me is to inform the listeners, right? right. Um, tell us some of the process of the first book as far as all the way down to getting those, those things that might have been on your phone, your computer, notepad, into a binded document okay. that's yeah, going out to the Yeah, that process, world. I'm pretty sure, is a, a lengthy one, right? Dig this. First of all, writing in and of itself is a process. Yeah. Because you got to work. You got to take care of things. When I got out the military, man, I felt like I was always good at everything that I did. I felt like there were, I should have been places... As a rapper, as an artist and stuff like that. And when those realities don't pan out, it's like waking up from a dream. Like, oh, I'm not going to be a star, am I? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I had so many plans. When I got out the military, I started working at... Um, this is timely, too. Yeah. Buttercrust Bakery, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just depressed. 12-hour shifts. And it's just like, is, is this it? Yeah, this, 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 this is my is purpose. It, huh? Yeah. yeah. Do I'm, I'm looking at these and people, then... and these people will tell you, yeah, I started working here. I was only going to work here for five years, but you know, it's been 30 years. Damn. It's like, shit, is this, this is it for me, huh? Yeah. This is all I'm going to be. And what I started doing is writing just to, just to be sane, dog. Yeah. I'm working my machine. I've got these three by five cards every 30 seconds. For years. Yeah. I'm also going to school full time. So I'm busy. Mm-hmm. But I'm dedicated. In order to be sane, every 30 seconds. You don't know what it's going to be. I, I'm not trying to write a book. Yeah, yes. I just want to express myself. Because yeah. yeah. I'm used to doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just writing and writing and writing. And those, those notepads are just stacking up. Stacking up. And this can be... this can Sidebar. I'm talking to my OG, right? I don't know anything about screenwriting. I don't know anything about um, writing shows. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to my OG. We're laughing back and forth at work. And we're talking about social issues. And uh, he says something, and I go, yeah, man, that's crazy. It's like, <laughs> if we had the only superhero in the black community, like the blackest city in America, he'd probably be the most unappreciated. Huh. It's an idea. Start writing Wrote it down. down. Mm-hmm. Scenes start coming mm-hmm. Stuff that makes me laugh Yep, yep Start writing it down Oh, that's pretty good Let me test it out I go to, I go to lunch I'm sitting in a booth I've got black I've got uh, Hispanic Old, young I've got Arab Hey, yo, I had this crazy dream I just started describing the scenes That I just wrote at my machine Yeah These motherfuckers are, They're all laughing Falling out the booth And stuff like that I can make all of these demographics laugh at the same thing. And I'm like, 
Huh. I got something. It's that eureka moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That turns into a screenplay that turns into a show that turns into, I wrote seven episodes, 45-minute episodes at my machine. Wow. Damn. These books that I'm putting out right now, I was writing the whole time. They thought I was crazy. They ain't never seen a, you know, I'm coming from the military. I'm a young black dude. And they walk up like, what are you, what are you doing all that writing for? Are you a rapper? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not writing rap. Mm-hmm. Go back to my machine. They're just like, oh, this nigga's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what it was going to turn into. I didn't know what it was going to turn into. Yeah. I've got friends around me. My best friend is a spoken word artist. Matter of fact, later on today, he's putting out his, um, uh, he's doing a preview for his project that I'm a part of, Illustrious. He's got this thing. He knows how to drive me. I met him in the military. He was mm-hmm. a poet too. And we bonded on that. Mm-hmm. He helped me. And he was one of the persons that pushed me to write a book. He was like, you know, you do all that planning. You're a brilliant writer, but you don't execute. You don't mm-hmm. execute nothing. And I don't like that. But he knew that's the button. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, all I know how to do is write. Yeah, yeah. He would tell me some things. He would tell me some things. I don't get it. You got to hold my hand. Like, you got to hold my hand through this. Yeah. So he held my hand through some stuff. And then I had somebody like, um, Half Price, Ricky P. From okay. El Camino and Bessemer. Shout out to him. When I finally did put a book together, he was like, what you going to do about your cover? I don't fucking know. He was like, you ever heard of Fiverr? And I was like, nah. He was like, you go on Fiverr.com and they got people that offer services and stuff. Y'all listening? Like, Y'all listening? I'm like, oh, Take okay. notes. Take notes, please. Yeah. Because a lot of people gave me a lot of information. But I went to Fiverr, you go on Fiverr.com, and there's literally people going, I will format your manuscript for such and such a price. I will do your book cover for such and such a price. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to invest in yourself, if you're really serious about what you do, you have to invest in yourself. Say that again. What, you what have to invest in yourself. Invest. Put, that, put that money into it. Because mm-hmm. nobody cares until you care. Yep. Yeah. And nobody, Nobody's listening. You don't expect them to care. Nobody cares, but they care. And nobody wants to invest unless they know that you are um, putting the same foot forward or even more. Yeah. yeah. Like people will help you when they see you helping yourself. But what's more important, do your dreams in the dark. Don't say nothing. Mm. Don't yeah. say Make announcements. Nothing. Dedicate yourself. Be self-dedicated. You know, nobody's going to understand until... People don't know what they want until you give it to them. Man, this is so timely. You, you are understand speaking. what I'm saying? You are speaking. People speaking. do not know what they want until you give it to them. And then they, then they didn't know that they needed it. Yeah. So, Fiverr.com has been a godsend for me. Mm-hmm. Then you can go through Amazon KD Publishing. And it's so easy. I got, I paid $400 for my cover. I paid $300 to get it formatted and edited. Mm-hmm. And then I go to KDP Publishing for Amazon, and they basically put it together for you. Wow. You can submit your cover. You submit your manuscript. If it doesn't add up to the measurements, they'll let you know. Mm-hmm. They offer you your, your URL, your UNL, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's so easy. It's just like, if I would have known. Yeah. A lot of people out here writing and they're trying to get a literary agent, try to get published. There's a lot of local publishers that are out there. Shout out to Flower Strong Publishing. But you can do it yourself and you probably should do it yourself. Just to know that you can do it. To know the process. I didn't know how to do anything. All I know how to do is write. And different people helped me along the way. And that goes to a bigger point that I want to make. Is that never trust anybody or be wary of anybody that doesn't want to give you information. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest point. 
That's what I learned in my life is I'm very weary of people that are afraid to give you information. Yeah. Because why? Yeah. That means they either don't want you to be successful or they don't want you to be successful the way that they are. Or um, they don't, or also they just don't know shit and they front. That too. Or if you are, if they do give you the information, maybe they don't have control over you no more. Yes. Which goes to make you think of how they feel about you. What if you're successful and then they're like, well, you don't need me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And some people don't like to feel not needed anymore. I think that real love is giving people information. That's all you're here for. Yeah. To pass down information. That's real. That's a legacy. That's real. All of these books that I'm writing, dog, it's not even for now. Yes. I write and imagine somebody picking up the book 50 years from now. The same way I stumbled upon a book. For me, it's a book. Mm -hmm. For somebody in the past, it was their life ambition. Yeah. I discovered George Jackson. I discovered Huey P. Newton by accident, and it changed my whole life. I feel like that, that way about um, autobiography of Malcolm X. Obviously, that is that everybody knows it, right? It's the consummate book. Like, I that's read, where you start. I didn't read it until I was 31. Yeah. And the shit just changed my it life. It changes, like, when people like, uh, I'm an avid, avid reader. I have a library. Mm-hmm. Avid reader. And they're like, well, what do I start with? Autobiography of Malcolm X. Yep. Every time. And the thing is, I know I was telling you it that changes. I know I was everything. telling you because I, I mean, you know this already. I'm like, I've never been a reader. Yeah. And then you know, I said, don't tell people that. Yeah. And then, uh, what well, is a fix for that now? But go ahead, continue. Yeah, there is. But I, w- I will say that, like, even just having conversations, like we had uh, Lex Author here on the show, and she, the way she described of her interest in writing and like her ideas and stuff, and then other people that I know mutu- mutually through other people that they're always with a book, and you know, it's always like they're reading something. And then you could tell just by the way they, the conversations are different with those kind of people. They don't talk like just your average cat, right? And then I'm just like, yeah, man, like I'm just finding more and more motivation to kind of like, let me just dabble in and like, you know, even if it's a book here and there. Well, let, me, you know? let, me t- let me tell you something, like I'm not, I read, I'm not an avid reader, but yeah. I consume a lot of content. What I mean by that is um, I start, I learned how to read Sports Illustrated magazines because mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's what I was interested in at four years old, three years old with sports, right? Mm-hmm. So you start to read those, and then you're picking up an author's names, right? Yeah. Those authors write books. You know what I'm saying? So then the graduation from just reading an article is transitioning over here. Now it could be podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. I heard years ago, heard some Michael, uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. His conversation was so interesting. We start reading, you're hearing it in a speaking voice. Doesn't feel like work anymore. You no. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like it's, it's it's a thing to yeah. be. It's a different field to be well read. Yes, to receive information in a different way. Like there's a danger to consume information. Like this generation right now walks around with the entirety of human knowledge in their pocket. Yep. Yeah, but they don't use it in yeah. that way. You absorb all all this information and you don't have discernment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think I, I think that's probably the point you were trying to make that there's other ways there's fixes well, for yeah, it. Well, yeah, because like I say, um, this I know we got different age ranges. Like I say, you got people who can just pick up a fucking book and they go three mm-hmm. days later they're done. Yeah, find something you're interested in. I'm telling you, just transition. Tadahashi Coates, one of my favorite <sighs> people in the world. Boy, but it all started with just reading something in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Then jump, don't go jump straight to the book. You don't have to. You could just read an article. Yeah, you and, read he, a and short and, article. 
and it just is a natural and see, transition. And see, that's to, the thing that I I do. I I don't want to make it sound like oh, I just read nothing. No, not no. But like, we, there's always like a there's always an avenue for intaking information, or like like you said, the articles. I love to like you yeah. know learn some shit off like brief articles and just see what's going on and just to be informed. You know, yeah. on sometimes some shit. it's sometimes it's that name because some people are so versatile. Tanahasi Coates, he writes deep, heavy stuff. He also writes Black Panther comics. Yes. Mm. So if you come into him through the comic books, that's why, you know, I grew up, me and you were around the same age mm-hmm. range. Yep, yep. I'm 43. Just turned 43. All right, I'm 40. I just turned yep. 40. So comic books was like the thing. Let me tell Life. You, let me tell you what's funny. Basketball, comics. I didn't read comics. What? Let me tell you why. This, this is, is why you this, were in Air Force. This is so... <laughs> no, let me tell you why. I figured why. it out now. <laughs> it all makes sense. There it is. Yep. No, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fucking dyslexic, right? Everything is backwards for me. What I mean by this... Uh. I understand now at 40-something how intellectual deep a comic was, right? But me as a kid looking, I'm like, there's not that many words here. How are you saying a lot? I'm going to go read Sports Illustrated because it's a lot of words. Right. Yeah. I didn't have the creativity to see the comic and put the pictures with the storyline and follow it through. It was almost like it was too deep for me Mm -hmm. to figure out. And just reading this article... It's all there for me. I don't have to get creative with it. See, I, I, you know I'm saying? sorry. Real, real quick though, I I feel like my like me coming in like you know as a child was the start to the end of the comic book era. Yeah. Really. yeah. So yeah, because you're ten I, years younger than us. Yeah. Basically. So I was I was still Why you like say it like that. I mean, easy. I, I mean, hey, <laughs> relax. We speak facts over here. Relax. <laughs> well, look, look, I do that also too when I'm picking at him for yeah, not, you're not like knowing. Twenty years younger, it's always reversed too. When I when there's well, shit I don't know. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, me and Phoenix only got thirty more years before it's over. Continue. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I push it good. That I push hurt, it good. Forty five to fifty. You know, go cry in the bathroom. You know, go ahead. But uh, no, like. Yeah, I, I do feel like it was the ending of the comic book era yeah. because I'm, I remember like I used to beg like to try to uh, like my pops. I used to be like, "Yo, can I?" I found out about Heroes and Fantasies back then, right? And I'm all like, "Yo, how, like can I go over there?" Like I'm trying to get the comic books because like you know I'm into like you know like Marvel shows like you know Spider Man was out at the time you right. know and all that shit. And this is you know this is the most kiddish shit that ever happened to me, right? So I'm like, all right, I feel like a child in here, but like I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by these comic books that I'm probably going to read once and then just stack them up and just know that I have them. Mm-hmm. And then it went to the where I'm like, do, do these things still exist? And then like you just start, you, you forget about them. The internet sort of- The internet happened. The internet happened. Yeah. But comic books, I needed them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now they did great things for me, but like I got into comic books, my brother is six years older than me. When my, and he had a nice collection. When my parents divorced, you know, kids are smart, mm-hmm. and we knew that there was something wrong. Yeah. My yeah. parents never, like, they never seemed to be in the same room at the same time, like, my whole childhood. I got, like, yeah. two memories of them, like, <laughs> being in the same room. Kids be knowing everything But going when on. they got divorced, he was just entering into, you know, gangs and girls. Mm-hmm. He's got new interests. So he comes and he puts his comic books in my lap right when that happens. Yep. I was playing Little League, Columbia, yep. and all of that. <laughs> yeah. But it came into my life when I needed it, a world to escape in. But I'm, I'm not knowing that it's teaching you themes, yes. dark themes, anti-heroes, different, world, uh, different words and stuff like that. So sneakily, it's teaching me. Yeah. And that's what helped me go into reading aside from I always grew up in a house that was full of books. Mm-hmm. My dad beat me into reading. <laughs> Pure 80s and 90s growing up, this generation will never understand. My dad took me outside. 
sat me in a car, and I read this book. We got it at an African book fair. Mm-hmm. It's called Wiley and the Hairy Man. It's old African folk tales. Yep. And for the life of me, I could not get Wiley. It was Willie to me. And he smacks me every time. What's the name? Wiley. Kai, smack your head. <laughs> Literally, my neighbors are watching him for yeah. an hour and a half smack me in the reading. Yeah. But I learned and, and I, I fell in love with it, man. I fell that's, in love that's with That's so dope. Uh, and like, because I'm just, you got me reminiscing childhood. Like, uh, moms and pops were divorced before I was born. Basically, I never, never knew them together, right? Yeah. So, you know, you go to your pop's house for the weekend, and he's chilling, watching sports, whatever. And he had this closet, had one of those uh, sliding, was it a door? It was kind of like a, curtain type thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it was milk crates in there. And in the milk crates were just sports illustrated from the 60s. Yep. Oh, he just it's had a whole collection. In the corner and just it had a little light, pull the light, yep. a little string light, pull it, and I would be in there for hours. And like, you know, I told you I know just random shit. I yeah, yeah. myself the trivia god. You asked me some, it is all registered from then being a child. Like, I don't know why I know it. Mm-hmm. It's just the randomness of well, I don't want to watch fucking baseball because that's what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he ain't taking me outside to go play to go you know go play. Yeah, yeah. Like man, I think about it now because I'm a parent. I do the same shit with my son. Yeah. But I want to do something. Like man, just go go read something. It's yeah. an adventure you know though. <clears throat> you know, it's cra- I, just because we're down here, and I remember you mentioned earlier that the demographic down here is like Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Like it's big uh, population of it, right? Of us, and then uh, I, I had older cousins who lived down here too. I don't know what happened. I haven't seen them in maybe like 15 years, even though we live in the same city. Right. But back then, like I was, I was maybe 10, nine, something like that. And they were maybe like five years older than me. And they were into uh like cars, but like low rider style vehicles. Okay, right. Yeah. So they also had their versions, their their magazines. Yep, they were <laughs> they yep. used to see on the shelves, right? And I didn't know shit about fucking low riders, but they were so into it that by the time like you know, a visit at their house ended. I was like, I knew like ins and outs of the motherfucking lowriders. I'm like, why do I know this information? I will never have a lowrider in my and life. Even to this day, you could see and know like this is this. Yes. This. Like when people say like, oh, those rims are fucking ugly or like, what is that thing? Why is it there? I'm like, oh yeah, that's a spinner. It's a simple name to that, but I was like, it's there. And then, you know, the spokes, like, you know, you know, you find out how many spokes are involved in the rim like that. I'm yeah. like, why do I have this pointless information it's, in my head? It's amazing <laughs> what you put in front of like Record collections, I grow up, there's record collections, so I'm just going all through, just, yeah. I'm obsessed with the covers of, of 70s record collections. Yep. And oh, they're beautiful. Beautiful. Re- read, yeah. Reading the, uh, Books. the credits. My dad was a bodybuilder, so bodybuilder magazines and boxing magazines, and now all of that stuff at my house, record collection, yep. book collection, I box. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like you're, you're repeating the stuff that, that you grew up looking at. Yeah, yeah. You mirror it. Now my kids are going to do it. and. When people talk about legacy, I think it's lazy when you go, yo, my kids are my legacy. Yeah, but what about your life? Because mm-hmm. they're going to go do they. You only got them for a little bit. Yeah. And then they go do their own thing. Oh, You've got to don't do. Don't remind me. Yeah. My daughter's graduating this You've year. You've got to do college. what your purpose is, right? <laughs> yeah. With the writing of the books, dog, my grandfather, I never got to know him. He had this, uh, he died in, in the 70s, but he was an eccentric dude. Mm-hmm. And he was in the military when he was. In the military, he had this obsession with drawing doodles and, and letters and stuff. He would scour through magazines, and he would scour through newspapers, and he would copy the different fonts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my dad, um, my dad got a hold of all of these different random doodles, pages full. 
of this mind. It's like Basquiat. And he put it in this big frame. So crazy. I was thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> he put it in this big frame and he had it in the house. And I remember I would just stare at this thing for the longest time trying to decipher. And I felt like I was close to him. I felt like I knew him mm-hmm. through random doodles. Yeah. So imagine me writing a book. And in that book, the first thing I write is to my great great grandchildren, I will never know you, I will never see you, but I want you to know that I love you and I imagined you. That's Damn. real. That's real. Decades from now, when I'm long and gone, they'll open that page. And, see and that. from the inception, from from a little kid, you know that you were loved and imagined. Yep. That's legacy. Yeah. yeah. That's real. You can leave them money. Can we get a round of applause on that? Yo, man, that's beautiful. Real. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. incredible. That's money. You can leave them money, but they can blow that and they can develop to be assholes. But yeah. the legacy is I left you with information. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. love. Yeah, you know how look, I'm not religious, but you know how shit happens at a certain time. Yeah. The reason why I'm saying all this, my family just started this uh page, uh, a family history, family tree page. Yeah. Important. Just last week, right? And I'm going through their posted old articles from here, and I find out like my great great grandfather owned some 250 acre plantation in 1800s on mass. I said, plantation, did he own slaves? And they're like, nah, but he owned a plantation. So now we're going through figuring this out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm looking back because I know my father's side of the family and how they are. And there's some things I like, some things I dislike, whatever. I think they're a little, you think I'm bougie? Woo, these folks, right? right. <laughs> but I get it where it started from, like you said, five generations ago. Y'all were up here yeah. in this area, even if it was a small town. And that shit just goes and carries on through the bloodline, whether you know it or not. Like, yeah, yeah. Certain things that you do right now have nothing to do with you. It has to do with those doodles you looked at. Yep. And the reason for doing them. Subconscious. And the, um, the tenacious nature, even as a writer, and the, artic- the uh, particularness of it. Yep. All of that stuff was like set for you. That's kind of deep what you said about what it's you put in the beginning of the book. Yeah. I'm fucking with that, yo. Dog, yeah. that's, you hear that, that's people? That's legacy, dog. <laughs> you know I'm that, fucking with it. That is legacy that you leave. And I'm... I'm these books that I'm writing is literally streams of thought. Yeah, yeah. So my kids, when they get my age, read my books from when I was that age. It's sort of like we're having a conversation at the same age. Yeah. I was 32 when I wrote this book. You're 32 mm-hmm. when you're reading it. We're the same, you know. Now you can see where I was wrong as a person. Mm-hmm. Where my time, you know, in my time, we had a different viewpoint of like homosexuality and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably was wrong. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. put that out there and I put myself and my son can learn from that. I'm giving him information. I'm serving my purpose as a father. And you can see the growth with, you know, at 50 when you yep, write your book Because I there. may not be the same person. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're supposed to grow. Yep. Which is why I can't listen to music. If, if you're rapping about the same shit that you rapped about 10 years ago, you didn't grow. Like, you wasted your time. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear that. There should be some kind of evolution there. Yeah, I want to I hear the evolution. And if you lose people because of your evolution, man, they can go back and listen to the old shit. Yeah, it's crazy that he brings unless, up. Unless you push your T, keep rapping about dope. Man, nobody, look, I sell drugs. Because nobody, because nobody, because nobody, nobody does it about be- that. Nobody does it better. I got feelings about Hold that. On, he was like, I'm not changing my content or my hairdo, and I love it. I love it. You got people that do it better. But let me tell you why you don't <laughs> like it though. Push your T. I've been listening to clips since the '90s. No, not push. I'm talking about the concept of that. I'll tell you why I do like it. And he, when he said it, it clicked to me. Okay. I don't want to see nothing from Scorsese other than gangster bill films, because nobody, that's what you do. Nobody does it better. Like, I want to see improvements and nuances and different things. I want, um, it has to be done at a top-notch level, but I don't have a problem with people that lean into 
certain things, long as you are, your creativity of but it you is the same. You're not doing that anymore. No, but nobody's doing what the fuck they say they're doing. I understand that, but how many years can you go off that? I learned that from 15 years old. Like these rappers are all fucking liars. Yeah, but how many years? <laughs> how many years can you literally do that same? You've been the president of good music. Yeah. You wrote the McDonald's jingle. Yeah. Your life is like wondrous, but that's not what you're talking about. And your core audience. I sell coke. No, you don't. You were the president of. Oh, you're, good music. Now you got to talk about what <laughs> happened with you and Kanye. Like, that's core, what I want to hear. And your core audience, I just want to hear about the keys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Flip he, the he, birds, dog. He, he wants to be entertained. He wants yeah. the violence in there, the drugs. But on the, I tell you this, there are other artists that I feel like, and I'm like, there's no growth. Uh, you're, but you're biased. It's, it's not biased. Well, okay, it's the okay. Way you do the, it. the issue I have is, all right, mm-hmm. maybe you do that, but maybe it's somebody that does it better, like a Freddie Gibbs. Oh, I agree, but I don't but, think Gibbs does the better. But I know what you mean. But yes, here's, yes, here's yes, the thing: yeah. like when you listen, yeah, whether it's a Gibbs, a Benny, whoever, when you listen yeah. to Freddie, there's an artistry to it. Mm-hmm. There is, and real artists know the way he uses tone, the way he uses breath control, the way he switches up flow. Freddie Gibbs is chopping up cocaine, listening to Coltrane. But check this out. <laughs> That's what it is like listening to. Watch this. Yeah, I love the music talk too. The why does the sound go so good still when those two artists collaborate together? Who's that? A pusher to Freddie. Because I know. I mean, you, I'll give you that. A bitty and a pusher. I know what you're saying. I'll give you that. It's like the new version you that spiced it, is? it up. That's, that's, like, yeah. That's, yeah. Like eat, that's like eating a sandwich and eating jalapeno chips. For some strange reason, they go together. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Those two textures, those two flavors yeah. go together. No, I, I get, but I do get what you. I, that's a matter of like preference, but, but I definitely agree with what you're saying. I'll speak in a man terms. When I say I speak things in man terms, that means sports. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Uh huh. One of them is a carbon copy. Yep. He was great. Yeah. But what's the better version? Mike. You always go with the better version. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking you know of that, saying? too, shout out to, um, well, first of all, let me say, fuck the Lakers. Damn. Just to put that out there for all the Lakers fans out there. <laughs> this, this, y'all know who y'all are. But this, shout out to LeBron James. Yes, sir. Um, yes, that is sir. An amazing record. Yes, um, sir. He will not be appreciated probably during our lifetime. That's all right. Um, but. What he has done with his career and on and off the court and forget just on the, I don't care about winning and losses. I'm talking about the fact you've been a child star since you was 15 years old. Yeah. And the worst thing on your record is a Hummer and the decision. Like he has like no blemishes. Or, ch- or China. Or the China comment. Like, I mean, you've, you probably try to be more of an activist. You should, but in general, 15 years, you were called the chosen one. And if they would have said... You succeeded. At 38, you're going to have to score a record, four titles, X amount of accolades. Here's what I want to say. I want to piss off your audience, since we're talking to men terms, right? Sure. Let's get into the bubble. I have a theory. I hate how people try to degrade the bubble as if it wasn't real. I think the bubble is the hardest championship. I think it's the realest. I think it's the hardest championship you ever had to win. Absolutely. I can agree with that. Now, you watch how... Our generation, Michael Jordan and him, handled Michael, uh, Magic Johnson having AIDS. Mm-hmm. Imagine dealing with COVID when millions were dying. Yeah. Families out there. Civil, civil rights issues mm-hmm. to where yeah. you don't even want to play anymore. Yeah. Uncertain times, season getting canceled. Then you go to this bubble where nobody can leave. You got people, Paul George, talking about, I need psychiatric help after that. Like, seriously. Yeah. Mike and them never had to deal with that. 
you still got to keep your mind focused and play when you're used to hearing crowds and stuff. You're seeing digital crowds mentally trying to juggle all of that and then add on your old. Mm-hmm. Forget the crowd. I'm going to tell you a true story from a player that played in the bubble that was struggling at a certain point in the bubble mm-hmm. that literally was struggling with the fact of my routine is to do this before games. I ain't going to say what it is, but it might involve young ladies, whatever the case yeah, may be. Yeah, I know right? what you're talking about. It's Yo, okay. I got to yeah. be here for two months, whatever the case may be, not being able to do said thing. Yeah. And then y'all worried about, well, I missed a couple shots. Bro, it's like this shit is hard, bro. It's like it's yeah. like I've been doing this shit the same yeah, way you, 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 you have my routine. Yeah, I've been doing this for fifteen years to get and me to you, Yes, <laughs> if you've been smoking for fifteen years, yeah, and then you stop. Yeah, you hit the weed two hours before it's, the game. You know it's hard, like this motion right here. Yeah, it's, it's missing. So hard. I need something because I need this. I've been doing this for fifteen years. Yeah, yep. And now I need something to replace this. You know what I'm saying? And you mm. know how many players was going through? They were going the, through what? it. What? The cream of the crop. Rose, whoever yep. can stay mentally, even in that break that they had, it was like uncertain time. Like, what are we going to do? I'll give you Y'all stop working. Example. I ain't never stopped working. To, yeah. get, to get back to you with the right and like everybody that's good to great at doing something, it's a process. Yep. Mm. Like you might have to have your favorite pen. You might have to have this. Like, yeah, you can put it down, but could you put it down like you want to? Listen. Without the environment that you need to be in? Dig this. When I was in, in I'm, you know, I'm currently in school. I go to UTSA. And I was learning what time of, what type of learner I am. I always thought I was auditory. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I always thought I was a visual learner. Turns out I'm an auditory learner. The reason I wrote so much and I did so well at this, at, at this factory, it's so loud. It's so hot. Like, we have to wear uh, earphones and stuff like that where we're standing next to each other. And we shout everything or we do sign language yeah. in order to communicate. And they're just right there, but it's so loud. The loudness... Helps me focus. Uh. So when I finally quit the job and I got home and now I'm ready to be a writer and just go to school, I cannot write. Because you <laughs> it's need the too loudness. fucking quiet. Yep. Yeah. Now and then ain't, I get now to you school in your own and, head. And yeah. Stuff. They, I take a test and they're like, no, you're auditory. You need chaos, literally. Mm. I got to be in my office and I've got the computer on, I've got the TV on, I got my kids running around. I can write now. And it's happening. Yep. Because you just said, you just said every, you could go back every few minutes and just jot something. Yep. Because your process is maybe not sit there for three hours straight doing something. I taught yeah. myself to focus my thoughts so that 12 hours feels like four hours. Mm-hmm. I'm so lost in my head because that's how I grew up. I grew up, I'm in my head. I feel like I'm in a game show. I feel like I'm a 65-year-old man actually watching my life as it's happening. <laughs> like the fourth wall to whereas... You do something to me, and in my head, I'm watching myself make a decision whether I'm going to fuck you up or not. Mm-hmm. I'm watching me go through the process. I'm in my head that much. Yeah. When I'm in that environment, I get to be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I'm by myself and it's quiet, I get to be present. I don't like it. Mm. That's crazy right I want to be outside of myself mentally. Meanwhile, I feel like I'm the opposite. I don't want the chaos. I, like, I, I thrive in chaos. I like a little bit of silence, but it depends on the situation also or what I'm doing. Sometimes there's, it calls for chaos. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just like, I could be sitting in this room and just peace and quiet, staring out a window. Well, what I and, say- I, and I'm at peace, like, you know, concentrating, thinking about shit within myself. Here goes the thing. When I say chaos, I'm talking about a different, I like, when I say chaos, not, I don't even mean noise. I mean adversity. Just something. I got to do... Th- like, if, I, if my life is totally good, I ain't going to do shit, yo. Like, I purposely 
put myself in situations that I have because like I'm not self motivated. Yeah. I'm not a self motivated person. That's a person. big thing to admit. Oh yeah, but I've always known that. Right. I've always known like if you give me the opportunity to be lazy, people need that. I will be I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. I need a, I need you need adversity. I need to know you like, gotta be against something. Yo, fam, you gotta do this after work. This gotta go on. Your daughter got this going on. Somebody got this boom, boom, boom. So that means you gotta get your ass up at 4 30 in the morning if you want your gym time in that you want. Mm. But if you just tell me all day. I ain't got shit to do all day. I might not hit the gym. But the most, yeah. most important, yeah. the most important part about that is that you recognize yes. about that. If you're self-aware, you could build yep. things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're building steps to control yourself. Yeah. You know your weaknesses. It's a, it's a zip of work right now. I can work from home if I want. Mm-hmm. I won't do no work. Yep. Yeah. I yep. have to get up with something to do Gotta at a certain a, time. Yep. Military shit. Yep. If I do not have some t- a time that I have to do this and this is completed by, guess what? I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. It's not going to happen. Like, I was know. an inspector. Oh. I was an inspector. I was just going through the inspection this week. That's what I'm stressing out. <laughs> I, was a, I was an inspector in the military and unfortunately, well, fortunately, all, all of my inspections have to be done on Friday. Mm-hmm. When am I going to do my inspection? On Friday. On Friday. Mm-hmm. Which means I go to PT, and then I go to formation, and then I go home and get on Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I because I do. know- Monday to Thursday. But if you, put, if you put a due date, that's why I set, I set up due dates for myself. Mm-hmm. I got to make it by this time. Mm-hmm. I told myself, February. I'm scrambling right now. I'm getting my book cover and stuff like that. I told you, which builds another situation for me. I can't- you know, I'm early on a podcast, but initially I was supposed to do it when it was time Close, for me yeah, to release yeah. my novel. But now you got to because you're telling the world it's coming. True. That, <laughs> but I told myself March. Technically, <laughs> yep. technically but I, told him, I told him February, so now I got to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So yep. self-awareness is, a, is an important part of yep. life. Yep. Yeah. So, so what's, the, um, what's the new book going to be about? Before We're going to get into some fucked up topics too. Yeah. Some funny shit the too. The book but... is called The Revolutionary, right? Okay. I was reading Alfini Shakur's Recipes. And I was, I love her. Super important. I don't if know you much don't about know, her. If you don't know about Alfini Researcher, I know you know P- Tupac, but you, under- you need to understand where that came from. Gotcha. Mm. As well as Asada Shakur, for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, she's in Haiti. Not Haiti. Cuba, She's right? in Cuba. Cuba, Cuba. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, so she had this strange relationship with her grandfather. She didn't like him. He was a fucked up dude. And I was fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. So I started coming up with a story based on that relationship while I'm working at the factory, Mm -hmm. giving me something to do. Um, One of my family members, who I'm very close to, she came to me and she said she wanted me to help her talk to her mom because she's finally ready to talk about something that happened to her when she was young. Mm. And I'm like, if you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me all of it. And she told me, um, I went out searching for the person because their social media said they were still in town. Yeah. So I remember getting written up for my job because I, I was all over the city looking for this person. It was going to be a bad day. Um, turns out he had already got, for doing the same things, he had already got taken in, mm-hmm. which he's a dead man walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story took a turn. Um, 
And I used that inspiration. And I challenged myself. The most important book of my life was The Outsiders. Yep. Ever heard of, course, of it? Of course, of course, of course, of course. Pony boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's my dog. <laughs> that, that book really set probably the course of why I'm here now. Okay. Writing. Mm. And the author named Essie Hinton wrote other books like Rumblefish. And all of these stuff was being made into stories by the director of uh, The Godfather. Mm. Scorsese, right? Yeah. Nah, nah. That's, oh. Um, um, Mario, Mario Paluzzo. Yeah, yeah. He, he my did. bad, Mafia World. He shot. He shot. <laughs> hey, don't come for me. <laughs> he shot Rumblefish and he shot the Alzheimer's movies. Okay. And the author did another book called Text, and that was there. That was then. This is now. These are like the foundations for like masculine books. Mm-hmm. It was a female. Mm, she was 16, uh, 15 years old when she wrote The Outsiders. Mm, I don't think I, I don't. I didn't know that until I was in my twenties. I read that book in middle school. I read it, yeah. yeah. I got it in sixth grade. It changed. I got it, and then I watched the movie, and it just set the course for mm-hmm. me. I, wow. I picked up anything from Essie Hinton. All her books are like super masculine gang fights, and it sort of like helps you define masculinity. Yeah, it's a female. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, how could she do this? So I wanted to challenge myself. Hold on, pause. If, if you all just think back, people take a pause. At this age, it makes 100% sense. Yeah, I'm 40, so. Yeah. It makes 100% sense that it would be a female. Yeah, I'm from a different I'm from a different masculinity. Time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I wanted to challenge myself. The protagonist of my book is a black female in the 60s and the 50s. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what it's like to be a black female. What's protagonist mean? It's the um, main person in the story. Okay. The story's about this person. Okay. And antagonist would be the bad guy. The bad person. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that part, we learned it over here. So basically, the story is this person goes through something similar to my family member and has a choice to make. Mm -hmm. Oh. And decides to be strong. It's a triumph story, but at the same time, I'm I'm telling the story of what it was like. To be in the forefront of a certain movement in the 50s and 60s, she finds herself in the situation by accident on a global scale. So you've got to understand what she's, in, what she's against. Mm-hmm. I started writing this story in 2018. Okay. I finished it like this year. Really? That's how long. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff. Writing is a... So hold on, hold on. When you do that, do you write... A, are you writing other things? Yes. I write in a rotation. Okay. Because I get bored easy. All right, gotcha. I read in a rotation. I read five books at a time. Gotcha. Read, 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 get bored with this book. Go to another book. Read, 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 get bored. Oh. And I read in a rotation. You don't just stick to one. No. So I'm writing screenplays. I'm writing uh, college curriculum. I'm writing poetry. I'm writing, you know what I'm saying? Comedy. It's just, they're like different muscles. Yes. It's like playing center. Speaking in man terms. Gotcha, And then gotcha, playing gotcha. point guard. Playing shooting guard, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yep, it's yep. A, it's it kind of sounds like muscle. just going to the gym itself. No, literally. You have, well, you have, one, you have one day it's for a, this, it's one a, day it's for a that. Different muscle to like to go from something heavy like that, and then I'm also writing a comedy. Mm-hmm. Trying to be funny is subjective. Mm-hmm. I can laugh at everybody. I can laugh at anything, but not everything is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm just a terrible person. I laugh at any, you know. I laugh at anything. Oh, I think we relate. <laughs> you know, so it's it's different muscles. But at this point in my life, I'm vulnerable enough to, it's hard when we were younger to explore your imagination as far as you could, to be free enough to explore mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? So to write as a woman was hard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So because, because it's, also it's too, a challenge. And um, 
Man, it's deep. It's kind of like uh, I bring things back to music to simplify it for the listeners. Sometimes, you know, um, some of the best songwriters mm-hmm. for women are men. Yeah, and it's because once you're able to tap into those real vulnerabilities, yep. men, mm-hmm. which you really be thinking about when it's just you alone. You know what I mean? If you're able to put that down and uh, be secure yourself and put yeah. it out there, yep. it's usually a great product because you're coming from an honest place. You know what that comes from? For me, it was easier when I wrote these first two books. It's easy to write. To put yourself out there for people to read who you are and find out you're a dick is another thing. Yeah, It's freeing. It's liberating to put yourself out there and be like, dog, whatever you thought of me, I'm not really that. Yeah. I wonder... Okay. This is like really like going a different way, but um, would that be similar? Do you think like, uh, for example, I've been telling the guys that like over the past year, I, I feel like I've been having more conversations with women about like their own personal lives, right? Like choices, you know, dealing with men, uh, how they go about dealing with men. Is it them who's at fault for whatever the case may be, right? It's just those different series of right. conversations or topics. And I'm wondering like, me be, me trying to speak from like and view things from their perspective is that any way in relation to what? Well, first you got to see them as human. Of course, that's not always. If you're if if you're a man and you've been around nothing but a, a macho environment, and mm-hmm. then then would you look at what you consume? Yeah. When I watch music videos, what do I see? Rap videos. Ass. Mm-hmm. I see cars. I see clothes. Money. I see money. I see women. She's part of those things. Yeah. She's not on the same level as me. She's a thing. For some people, yeah. Yeah. She's look, an accessory. An object. That's how we, I mean, if you grew up in a macho environment, you know, it's, it's get money and then get chicks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, They're yeah. not a thing. To see them as, and which is why it's uncomfortable for a lot of people in this era as they empower themselves. Now you have to, to see them as you see yourself. To deal with that empowerment. Yeah. But that's liberating for you as well. He's saying some things way Dog, more articulately, articulately I'm a, I'm than a, I say, but I'm I a toxic 100%. Sensei. Yeah. It's the same thing with marriage. I, I never saw myself ever getting married. I yeah. never thought I would get married. I got married, and I didn't really form my opinions about marriage until I was already married. So, But I made it a point. I look at all the marriages around me. I come from divorce. My whole family is divorced, multiple mm-hmm. divorces and stuff like that. And I look at the formula and not... To get too deep on that side, as black people, we're informed by usually Christianity. And you're taught God, then man, yep, woman. woman is the helpmate, mm-hmm. right? You're to be the man in the house. Every time I look at that, it fails. It fails. Because as soon as you cease to do Preach, one of those things brother. that you're supposed to do, Talk about they it. look at you different. And once somebody loses respect for you, that's it. Yeah, it's a wrap. You can forgive everything else. We may have a falling out, but if I don't respect you no more, go ahead and lose it. Go ahead and lose my number, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, for me, it's going to be a partnership. Yeah. If you call me the man in the house, it's because you see me that way. Not because I see it that way. We're equal. We got different departments. I do direction. I do protection. She has her departments. We're partners. Shit, mm. look, look, look. Some I don't boss over you for nothing. Watch this. In some marriages, <clears throat> she does protection as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, but listen. This is true. Listen, though. If Shout that, out to my wife. But listen, if that's her department. Horror, man. But hold on. We all go through that. If I'm, if, if I'm trying to get some stuff back at a yeah. store, 
I'm a punk. <laughs> I may take what you give me, yeah, hey, but hey. I got this pit bull on a leash. <laughs> yeah, see? yeah. You understand? And I think that you should give me what I should get or I'm going to let this go. Yeah, but it's going to be a problem. My plate hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a form of protection. <laughs> she don't play that. Yeah. She's going to make sure that you get what you're worth. Yep. Shout, shout out to Norm's wifey. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that is a form of protection. It's, it's 100% true. 100% so true. if that is a department that she fulfills, yep. it's a partnership. Yep. We all got different department. It works. Yeah. But if I came in there, like I'm the man of the household and this and this and this, as soon as I'm not able to provide... Yeah, you start getting looked at funny. You get looked at funny. Yeah. You want that position, but you ain't living up. But if we're partners, it's a different look. Yep. You need some help? <laughs> yeah, there's a different... Yeah, they, it's different. Your partners I'm not trying you, to different. boss over you. I'm just trying to yeah. do my job like you're trying to do your job. What you say? Yeah, I need, need some help, help right now, hun. Yeah. <laughs> need some help? I'm a little short this week. What you got on it, yo? You know what I mean? That's kind of like... Uh, Damn, there's a video. I, I don't remember if I sent it to you, but it was a video like about uh, it was from the Joe Budden uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. joint. Where uh, not that the recent one, but uh, it was they were all talking in the room, and I guess each one was either going to call their significant other. Oh or no, something. about paying rent. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, about like or or I think he, the other guy he called and he said like I'm gonna need a little help, like you know with let the me, bills. Let me, let me, why you gotta say it like no, no? Let me give it. Hold <laughs> no, on, he did do it like that. I got it. Oh. I see the clip totally. Yeah, yeah. Long story short, just a scenario. One of the members said, just arbitrarily, him and his um, girl go half on the rent. Yes. Right? And the other guy started laughing at him. Like, what? Boom, boom, boom. And it was like, well, she wants to pay half the rent. Mm-hmm. He makes significantly more, but she makes good money as well. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just throw a number out. He makes 800000 a year. She makes two fifty. She wants to contribute to the house. She wants to pay half the rent. Yeah, so he asked her live. Yeah, he asked him. her live, and she's like, no problem. So they made a joke to say, could you call your spouse? They all paid their rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, paid yeah. paid the yeah. mortgage or whatever. If you didn't have it, you know, hey, hun, I need you to pay the rent for the next two weeks. And see what the wife's rea- or the significant other's reaction, reaction was. Reaction was. And everybody seemed like all the all the women were like on board and everybody's like, you know, bigging up each other until like the last guy, right? Yeah. And then his, his girl was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what What's got going fired? on? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, it was like, you kind of, just by that interaction, you knew what kind, maybe what kind of woman he was dealing with or what his stance was in his household, yep. in, in a sense. So I, I guess that, that just reminded me of that because the other ones, imagine, I felt like theirs looked like partnership. Imagine if it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything about that at all. Exactly. You could get fired from your job and stuff, and it was like, all right, we're just finding ways to cover. It's not a competition. It's only a competition if somebody is at a different rank. Yeah. You know? And then you feel uncomfortable because you feel like you should be here. So if she's making money, it does something to the dynamic. So that's how you know. Yeah. In that sense, that's when you start to find out like, oh, we're not a partnership if you're starting to view it that way. I don't want, I don't want a submissive wife. Yeah. Because if I have something that's submissive to me, it becomes like a child. I lose a little bit of respect for it. I've always been attracted to strong women, assertive women, women with opinions, because that's what my mom was. And all the women around me Damn, when I was I, growing up was no one of those? punk <laughs> bitch. Seriously. You want, a, you want a woman that's no punk bitch. That's real. Men who are not confident in themselves don't like women with opinions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can always corral certain things, but the older you get, things mean different. When I was 21, you got green eyes. That's good enough for me. Yeah. So when win. I was 23, you got a big butt and green eyes. That's good enough for me. When I got to 26, it's like, are you cool to be around? Yeah. <laughs> when I got to 28, do you have a job? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think about things? Yeah. Yeah. 
When I get to 38, well, what's, who are what, your heroes as a woman? Do you have yeah, heroes yeah. as a woman? <laughs> and, deep and, with it, right? yeah. and, and you were inspired and by Do you it. have real priorities? Like, that's the thing. The older you get, you're adding stuff to the list. To the list, to the checklist. Actually, the I, I feel like I've been also knocking stuff off the list. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. The whole, uh, like, for example, like, we guys joke on the show here. They're always like, oh, yeah, let's start a single guy. He just care about these hoes. And, you know, like, they got to look like this. And there's a type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a type. I ain't going to lie. But <laughs> they're not the best type. But uh, I also noticed that, like, as I've been maturing, I, say, I, I hate to say aging because you're going to be maturing, like, maturing, you ain't old, old ass nigga. Maturing, yeah. man. <laughs> as, I, as I've a matured, little child over here, old ass nigga. <laughs> as I've matured, uh, he can't I, even say it. Yeah. It don't even, it don't feel, even good. feel. It don't even feel right. As I've matured in a grave, <laughs> look, you know, you know, you know, the cast, you know, you hit thirty, yeah, the early thirties. He's still at that phase. Like, oh shit, I want to be young. Oh no, yeah, but it's happening. Like, Got to start thinking serious. You know, I, I kind of hate this guy because he just say, "Oh, you turn in thirty. He's like, just wait till the knees start. Like, you start feeling your knees." And I'm like, "Yo, no I start, reason. That first year, man, shit man, just be happening. I ripped the muscles in my tailbone. I was fucked up. I you gotta like, start stretching. I gotta do something different. That's now. different. How'd you rip the? How'd you rip your tailbone? It was, during, it was hey, whoa, whoa, relax. No, I'm just. Just asking questions. See, why are you worried about what we talk about over here? Like hey, what man, we do is that's you know, an extreme I, injury. I just, I, just over, I just tore my Achilles off the bone in <laughs> 2021. Oof. Yeah, that's a, that's a normal injury. How did you rip your tailbone though? Uh, the, Was it you? The muscles here uh, during a basketball game. <laughs> and when I haven't played basketball in five years. <laughs> Yo, get Phoenix out of here. That's, yo. that's how I did mine. That's how I did mine. Sure. See, that's sure you did. Back in the day, you, yeah, used, you used to be able to get off not playing in a couple years and just hop on the court yeah, and do shit. Pause. Was that pause? You used to that, get off. Like, yeah, you know what? Pause. I didn't even catch that. Shout I'm out just, to listen. See, I'm just messing I'm a, with I'm him. I'm the pause I, guy. I, I he's he's the head yeah. of I'm the pause guy. Let me tell you why. Shout out to Cam Thomas for the New Jersey Net that got the forty thousand yeah, dollar fine for saying no homo live on air. I watched it live. As soon as he said it, you could see his face register like, oh, shit. Yeah, even, <laughs> even uh, what's his name that was standing next to him was like, you're losing money. <laughs> they, they've had that moment too like on, on the post uh, press conferences yeah. and then dude be next to him like, yo, pause. Dog. Yeah, you, so, so you just broke the 30s, right? Yeah. It's coming to an end for you. <laughs> I, I figured no, that. what I'm saying is. I've accepted it. Basketball was life. Yeah. I was it done. Was at, I was done at and like you, 34. Yo, that was me. I, I didn't understand Cassa stopped playing ball. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck you going to stop playing basketball? It's basketball. And then I, I stopped playing right about 31, 32. Yeah. yeah. Right about 34, I was, like, I was done. I hadn't picked up a ball in four years. And my big brother called me and was like, hey, man, um, I got a homeboy. He's dealing with some stuff. He kind of wants to be around good company. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's play some ball. Let's go shoot around. Can we like smoke cigars or something? During the game? No, uh, I, I want to play ball. No, that's the hangout. It's like I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of done. Yeah, I ain't picked up a ball in four years. Could we do something else? He's like, come on, man. I'm like, I'm gonna get hurt. Yeah, I never changed the way that I played. I'm physical. I cut, and that was my mistake. I, yeah, I told him I'm going to get hurt. You I ain't go out there. your old man game yet. I, you know, I play an old man game, but here's, you know. here's here's where I hit you in the bone. Right. So we go out there. We're playing. I get a bit too much of a hard foul. I go flying into the bushes. I cut my hand open. I start to bleed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's game time. Give me the ball. It's game time. And we go. And I ain't, I haven't played in four years, but I am dominating. See, that's the problem. And this is my older brother, so it's a thing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kill him, Kevin Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> I kill him. I kill him on, on, a, on the last game. Yeah. I scored 10 straight points. I don't shoot jumpers. 
weed to the rack with. I'm old man. Oh, so yeah. you going hard in the paint? I've always, I've always been point forward. Yeah, yeah. The big guys, you know, I'm five eight, but I'm like, I know how to play in the post. Yeah, throw it a little. So when we play yeah. ball, they already know I got the big man. Yeah. He's always going to go down. Yeah. He never plays up unless he played college ball. Yeah. I'm going to get him every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pause. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I got you. Don't so, worry about it. <laughs> 10 straight. I'm dominating. I told you I was the greatest of all time. <laughs> You're joining. All right, let's play one more game. Let's go. They jump out on us early. And I'm like, as soon as they miss, it's over. I'm going. It's over. Because that's, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I take one, <laughs> one step. And it felt like my foot was on a curb and somebody took a hammer. And came down on it. Just snap. Just Instantly. snap. Over. Shout out to my man Money Brown. He, same thing happened about the same age. Uh, flag football got him. Did him in. Oh, God. Tried to get back out there. See, and... and Your the re- time is coming. Yeah, the reason I agree, or I know exactly what you're talking about, is because... See, my thing is, my injury comes slow. Pause. In a sec. It's, it's on now, ain't it? Yeah, now it's on. I done set the now atmosphere. It's on. I set Yo, the tone. We are so you're childish. Not, you're, not, you're not out pausing me. Dog, and I'm laughing because I don't usually do that. Yeah, but you, I usually get mad at that, but we're let here. me set we're the here. tone we're, and we're, now we're, everybody's on call. We're in the pause mode. I think we have episodes called pause, so okay. it, it has to happen. But I appreciate you bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> pause. <laughs> Yo, this episode pause part two. <laughs> we ain't never pause part get two. It now. Yo, so I think the same thing was happening. You get into. I'm not playing the best people in the world, but everybody feeling good. They're like, you know, they're taking shirts out. Everybody's trying to get to competition mode, right? And I'm I'm starting to feel good. I'm like, oh, you know what, man? Fuck this. Now, I, first of all, I ain't going down. Pause. Right. Again, and <laughs> I ain't, I ain't losing. Right. And so my, I'm determined because I know my team is not as good. I got, I got weaker players on my team. Mm-hmm. That means I feel like I got to step it up. So I'm going in. I'm trying to do my acrobatic like reversals that I haven't done in five, six years. Right. Um, I'm trying to jump over big dudes for rebounds. And I'm all like, I'm feeling great. I'm thinking like, all right, I'm doing all right. It's hot out here, but it's, I'm doing all right. Right. Mind you, I didn't stretch and I should have drank some water. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I stretched up. exclusively yeah, and I, still. I didn't know, but I only played two games. Because you just turned 30. You don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. know. I didn't know. I was you unaware. You don't know, baby D. This was, yeah. I was unaware. And by the end of the night, I couldn't sit down. Nope. And then I was like, yo, something's wrong. And I thought I, you know, pulled a muscle. No, I never felt no pain like this in my life. Crazy. When I when you can't even get out the bed, and then when you do, Welcome to and there's 30s. instant sharp pain that you almost pass out. Knock on wood. It's ridiculous. I don't know if I'll pick up a ball again. I don't. Oh, I'm done. Yeah, I, I think I'm strictly done. boxing. For I, me. I might I, I might do like a light, you know, light shoot around game. Bro, you know? Alone, alone. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Listen By yourself. To me. This this is. I hate telling this story. I hate telling this story. Nah, you're already in there. Go. <laughs> Pause. Yo, yeah, yeah, my bad. Damn. Yo, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. fucking up out here. We need a reset. Yo. Just got to control. Change the energy in the All room, All right, yo. so listen. <laughs> this is when I knew I was in trouble. I was, still, I, I was still in the military, right? I get out the shower. It's early in the morning. I yawn uh-huh. and stretch to the back oh. a little bit too long and fucking pass out. I fall backwards and damn near break my back. back. No, I thought he passed. I thought he threw his back out, but he passed out, yo. <laughs> yo, pause. yo, pause. <laughs> threw his own back. I'm here out. now. Listen, I'm here now. You're not the only comedian in the room. It was too big of a, too big of a stretch. Too big of a yawn, and then things got fuzzy. 
Yeah. And I fall backwards. Oh, I almost like, break up? myself in half on the on the <laughs> bathtub. Yo, that's oh, <laughs> Lord, I had to tell my wife. She was laugh. She laughed. That's at what me. happens like, with uh, with the when people see people deadlifting bro. ever fall out. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Oh it's like, shit! The world pixelates. Like you just went into like a, a tunnel in Super Mario. Was this your first time? Yeah, I just was in my thirties, and I just yeah, was like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we're not doing this guy, man. Uh, the world pixelated, and I just fell backwards, almost broke my back on the bathtub, and I was like, man, God. that hurt all day. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? Could, What's hey, that? could you imagine if he was passed out in the same position and his wife walked in just Come like, on, yo, man. Come on, yeah, I, got, man. I, got, I got my story like that too. I was, uh, oh, you yeah, the you listeners been, you been to Europe? Yeah, you the listeners Europe? want to know about this. No, so, uh, you know, like, they don't have their bathrooms are not like ours, right? Like, I don't know, the porcelain is like, Better or what, but they're very fucking slippery. You gotta be careful. Hmm. And they all use like mats up in a hotel. Right. I fucking hit that tub and ate it. I'm talking life flash. Boom, boom, boom. I just laid there, start laughing. I'm by myself though, right? You, I come you, home, I got a big you, ass bruise. Did you laugh to make yourself feel better? No, I just laughed at how. Many times my life, no, God, no. My he laughed because he's just happy he survived. Yes, <laughs> oh, I got you. It was like, damn, that would have been a fucked up way man. to go out, son. Yeah, that would be horrific. Like I'm over here, you know. Look, I, I'm listening to some shit. I've been talking on the phone, turn the water off. All I'm doing is, you know, you test it. Yeah, yeah. Fam, I came home a couple weeks later. I had a bruise. Mm. And now I got to explain to my wife. What happened to your leg? Why you got bruising your thigh like and that? And I'm trying to come up with something. <laughs> yeah. Look, don't you pause. I'm trying to come up with And I just had to tell her, like, yo, Explain man, yo, yo, your boy, your boy yo. almost died in the shower. Yo, yo. hey, play the mid fall. Play as fuck up. That <laughs> mid fall, like when you're in the middle of the fall, but you have like a whole stream of thought panic, yes. is the, it's it's the, worst. the funniest thing in the world. Could you try to think of everything to do to prevent it? Yeah, and you're in the throes of it. It's not happening, bro. I, you know, I've only fell one time in life that I could recall. What kind of weird stuff about, is this? You don't do like, enough. What are you on? No, you know why I you remember? You only fell once. Like where, like a whole fall. Like yeah, you don't, you don't, like, you're like out of my control. Like, like you're not doing enough in life. You have lived a privilege. I'm not talking about like playing basketball. No, you fall. I'm, just I'm not about playing walking. like none of that shit, huh? Just talking about walking. This, you never tripped on anything. How tall are you? Five eleven. Yeah, call bullshit. Yeah, man. I'm just not that clumsy. Let me hear about your uh your, but no, you're not clumsy, and, you're just too careful in life. Yeah. No, I I don't know. Maybe I just don't get hurt like that. Well, <laughs> you know what? I did fall off a bike once. You know, at some point he's like, okay, I had I'm two falls. Maybe I'm an X-Men. I had two falls. But this one was more recent. That's why I'm like, but I hadn't scraped 30 yet. I was 29. <laughs> so I didn't suffer. How do you injury. scrape 30? That's young people. You really <laughs> don't like being 30, no, do you? I'm 32, yeah. You don't like your 30s, do you? I've accepted it now. Accept Listen it. to me. Listen to me. Actually, I feel great because I look prime time now. <laughs> my thirties, you know like I don't like the way I, I was too skinny in my twenties. Epic. I was born in my thirties. <clears throat> yeah, my thirties is the greatest yeah. decade of my life. I should have even did more because I was at such fucking peak level. Bro, yeah. I feel like I was born like up, yeah. up here. Yeah. I feel like I was born in my thirties. No, I I love where I'm at now, but I know that my body doesn't. And- <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Also, at 30, like you could whoop ass from like 16 years old to fit. Like you whoop it all. Why does your like age the range start at 16 for whooping ass? No, no, I'm talking about. Yeah, what at, happened there? No, as a 16 year old, you probably can't be the 30 year old, right? 
Also, oh. when you're 40. I thought it was beating up. Yeah, like you just no, like, no, I'm no. start fighting like I'm 16. Like no, no, Why I'm did you saying, start at 16? <laughs> like, who point. in your neighborhood is kicking no, over your trash can? me as a father, right? <laughs> yeah. I see some of the young gentlemen that are interested in my 18-year-old. That's that dad problem. Oh. So I have, to, I have to size up immediately. I got two sons. I ain't worried about that. I'm looking, size up immediately like, yo, do I go to the hands for him or do I go to the other thing Even th- Listen. He's been thinking about beating up teenagers for a while. Can you got to prepare. Can you get a sense of that? You, you got to prepare, you, you remember that? You, you remember have that? to be prepared for this shit. You probably can smell whether they're a freshman or a sophomore. You, <laughs> what? <laughs> what, son? Yeah, he's about a sophomore. Hey, you remember that video clip, though? Five, he still got that baby fat on. You know I, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But you, you remember gotta, that you video? I think 50 Cent did it, right? Where he's like, uh, the dudes come in over to like meet the daughter or some shit for like prom or I don't know. And then he's like, come in the room in the garage with me. And he's like got all the homies in there and yeah. shit. Let me I feel like that's what Nas would do. No, no, let me explain something to you though. Like you said, the 16 year old work them. 18 off the college, it's different. they in that weight room a little different, different now. Yeah, yeah. So you got to know that when you in your 30s, you can handle it all. Oh, you fresh. Oh, you think, boom. Once you get in your mid 40s, it's like, ah. Yet, yeah. let's go another way about this. It's like, uh, I don't want to be rolling in dirt with nobody. Yeah. Once you get to about, like, in your 30s, of like, look, I shouldn't be involved in this stuff like that. I work yeah. out, I box every day, but, you know, I, I shouldn't be getting it. In the 40s, be like, yo, I don't want to fight nothing. Yo. I just want to live in peace. See, that's the other problem, too. I was the oldest in my family, right? Oh, so my you're da- used to it. Yeah. My daughter's the oldest. She don't got that older brother, so I got to, and the uncles, they all out of town. Mm-hmm. Still got to stay, got to stay ready to go, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Got to stay ready. Got to keep them prepped. But hopefully, all you young men out there... <laughs> Whatever, you know, we keep things humble. We don't have any problems. But yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> Just so you know. I'm, I'm ready. I'm more prepared ready. for this. I got Batman you actually, prep time. You ask me how long I've been prepared for this? <laughs> don't worry Batman about it. Batman prep time. <laughs> this explains why he's in the gym tough. Dog. I've been I, I, I imagine him. I've been in the gym harder than, than ever. ever. I imagine him in the gym having those, you know, the Sherlock Holmes movies when he pictures the fight before it happens. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's pictures him. the whole in thing, the gym, how it yeah. plays out. I see the scenario. You start off with the uh, when I walk in the room. Throat chop. No, when I walk in the room, I'm like, I hit him with that. He uses weird words like incapacitate. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing is, I'm going to need you to call up on it. Incapacitate. Yeah, why yeah. are you thinking like that? You're going to be incapacitated right? in a moment of three seconds. <laughs> hold on, why we keep it funny? I do. Because, I, hold I do on, want, hold, hold on. Let me add to it. Keep it funny. Because the gym is my new club. The gym is the club. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, I got a crew. A squad of us. We all the same age. You just, I, just now? Because it feels like just now. Yeah, he, he what just, were you doing in your thirties? Playing ball and shit like that. Okay, like still as hooping. far as like being like really, really in there. Okay. So the whole crew though, we all got kids same age. This is all we sit around talking about between sets. Like, oh yeah. word, this is Beating we got a teenagers. whole squad, whole squad just ready. Wait, for so the in shit. your thirties, you're back. You never threw your back out. Nah, so Yo, man. pause, nah, pause. <laughs> well, because I just realized that technically my issue was my back was gone. Mm-mm. You threw your back, and then your That's... your back was gone in the bathtub. Mine was uh, you know, that, in the basketball court. I told I did subject. say that it was sensitive. Like I didn't See, want to tell. I didn't a story know you were a sensitive person. And now you're hitting it. See, you got to remember. Pause, too. Oh, 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 yo, <laughs> e, yo, yo, you got to remember this part too. Like <laughs> when you was in the military, uh huh. I felt like I was fucking. You know, I already did my time as a no, kid. No, 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 no. What time? Uh, what age did you go in the military? Eighteen. Okay, I went in thirty. Yeah, they let you go in in thirty. Hmm. I just asked you. I don't know. I'm just I thought there was an age limit. Fuck. Yo, I mean, you want you want me to step outside? Y'all want to talk? <laughs> you know like, hey, we're all adults here. Come on. I, mean, yo, I was I, I was in peak. I was in peak form. But you know, it is for sure a young man's game. I remember. 
I'm in peak form <laughs> until it's time to start running. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they break you up into groups depending on, like, they give you trials on how you run. Let's I go. This. <laughs> I'm, I could go. So yeah. I'm in A group. So when we start running in the morning, oh, you, you got to stay up there with A yeah, group. Yeah, you lead in the pack. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it took me 7.3 seconds to be the, the caboose. I was in the back, <laughs> and I was like, like the girls are all in front. I'm the absolute. I'm talking about in a battery of two to 400 soldiers. I'm the absolute back. Cause you, you know what you realize? Like what at that is yes. now, now. I only need to perform what I really need to perform. Bro, I need to do this every day. Yeah, we're not running <laughs> from basket to basket. Yeah. We're just running for the sake of. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. Yeah, uh, I'm doing it now. What day's my PT test on? I give it to you. Listen, no, but that's what it was. <laughs> when we're in, when I was in the military, like my my absolute grit. What was your your best weight? Um, probably 190, 190, 5'8", 185, 190. Damn. I'm stocky, though. I've always been this Okay, okay. So I've always, like... So I'm like... No, I could never get... 168. No, nah, my like head too my... big. My head too big, pause. Yo, yo. <laughs> he beat you to it. I'm just like, yourself. It, right. As long as you cut yourself. <laughs> so, for whoa, me, whoa, it's, like, that for me it's like 160, 168. Yeah. How tall are you? 5'8". Y'all both 5'8"? See? But once, I can't... I can't. different body type. Yeah, I can't. You know, he's more like a like a Koompa. Yeah, bro. Like, uh, like the mushrooms you no, step I'm a, on. I'm a running back, B. The one on Mario? A fullback. Fullback. There you That's go. What I'm saying. Let's not... Running backs can... Did you ever think, think about how suspect some of the the uh, the positions of football players are? No. No. Name them. Running fullback. Back, fullback. Keep going. Tight, yeah, Tight end? Uh, really? Never mind. You want to keep going? I never hate mind. that that's a, like, that's a thing that you go just ahead. did for me. I'm just saying, keep going. I don't, I, I don't want to do it no more. Name the other positions. I just want to tell you my favorite basketball we're, we're Running back. Before we got to football. Running back. Yeah. A lot of back action happening. It's, it pause. Reaching. Listen, where, I, I don't remember what I was talking about. Yo, oh, listen, let's get back on track. One six eight, eight, right? You're welcome, football fans. <laughs> hey, Super Bowl tomorrow. <laughs> I don't fuck with football either. Neither do I. <laughs> really? I just, watched the, I just watched the Super Bowl. See that? Oh, God. I'm with Cap. I'm tapped in for. Uh, you did. I'm with at Cap. one time. That's yeah. respect. It's been yeah. years. It's definitely, been years. Definitely. I stopped with Cap. Yeah. Um. I, tu- I, tu- I just tuned in for the halftime show. So I was at 168, mm-hmm. but you know how it is. I balloon about 177 until it's time for PT test. PT test. You, you're in a rush to get yourself back in shape. I don't know. I don't know what this is about. Okay. <laughs> you got two PT tests a year, right? Mm-hmm. We had one. You lose that. You. We had you, one. You fail about. It's Air Force, but go ahead, carry off. You oh, failed yo. two PT tests. Yeah, the beef is sparked. You failed two PT tests. You out the military oh. in in my in my day. So not not y'all even do a test. That started after I came in. <laughs> not initially. Had a bike you had to ride on, bro. They gave you a bike. No, stationary. That gave you a stationary bike. What are you talking about? Are you serious? Are you being? Yeah. Are you being for real? Like, Shout out to my prior. He's about to do this. He's about to get upset. It's called the Ergo test. <laughs> you guys were on a bike. Stationary bike, man. I'm so bad. I'm so put the little, bad. Ch- put the little chest monitor. Right oh my god. Oh my god. Make sure your oxygen levels. Hey, you good. upset? I'm super upset. Do you know what it is to do a PT test? You do sit ups mm-hmm. to pass your PT as much as you can for a certain amount of time, and you feel it all in you. And now go run. Now I go run your two mile. I don't know. He had a bike. We do that on separate days. Not playing now. No. My, oh. legs, like my legs are dead. <laughs> hey. And then it's like, now you go run. Your yeah, two but they, they give them a break in between. They yeah, get a I rest know. day. For no. biscuits. No, no, listen. And I'm not talking about like actual biscuits. I'm talking about biscuits like in the British way. Like the cookies. cookies. 
But you guys get biscuits. Look, look, look. I'm gonna be extra now. Nah, sit ups is day one, push ups day two, and then you figure out by Friday when you gonna get. Your- they finish every PT test hey. like cookies and refreshments are in the back. Hey, this they say it's, it's a it's free workout on Friday. You pick what you want to do. That's crazy, bro. I wanted it. <laughs> That's why I keep fucking. With I them, wanted though. it so bad. Yo, listen, all you young kids thinking about joining the Air Force definitely no. hires you for this up here for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that oh, was a shot. That yeah. was, yeah. You know what's funny, man? Some of the smartest people I ever met, though, were in the Marines and the Army. Yeah, I disagree with that. I, I met no, some of like, the craziest if, ones. If you are smart there, you are like really smart, son. Hmm. I think it don't, it don't translate. No. I think you learn to do certain things in the Army, and then when you get out the Army, it's like, what am I, what do I do Damn. now? You, you ever notice like how weird some of the, uh, like the snipers are? Well, you need to be weird. You gotta You're fucking yeah, killing people. But it, like, see life they even, like, they even have the the look. Like they just look like someone. Damn, you're already weird. Yeah. Fuck. We know a guy like that kind of in the family. Put it like this: I didn't join the military to fight the wars. Um, well, yeah, nobody does. Yeah, no, some people do. Some people. They do. Say, some people. Oh, I'm not gonna get specific. <laughs> yeah, hey. we know. <laughs> oh, that's why. I, that's why I fuck with you. We know. Some people want the blood. No, we we want free college. Yeah, and that. So but t- I'm sometimes about your mother just told you to get the fuck out your house. Yeah, and you got to go to make... somewhere now. Yeah, <laughs> like but I'm that. saying I, I want, I'm wondering about the guys who like want to actually go in there just to like yo, I want to kill something. Yeah, I'm not going to be. They specific, usually don't make it. Though. We know. They usually don't make it. The they guys die. that. Yeah, but it 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 depends. Like like in the war they don't make it, or like it, military, in the military. Military, they don't military make it. is when we're in a when they're in a conflict, they're not picky at all. They're picking up everybody. Don't matter when they're not in a conflict, man. When we were going through maps. Meps is when, you know, got to strip down to your drawers and they're measuring, you know, they're looking at your body and stuff like that yeah. to see if you flat feet. I shit. remember we're in this long line and I had this guy. Measure your feet? Listen, listen feet. to me. This kid, the whole time we're in the line is, yeah, do this and make it to Lieutenant Colonel. This. He's got his life planned out. Mm-hmm. We get in front of the doctors and they do this. Put your feet up. Yeah, he's got too much arch. Next. Also, I wouldn't make it. That's it. That's his whole simple. life, like his family all served in the military. He has his whole life planned out. They look at his feet for He got canceled. Second. You got too much arch. Have a good day. So what is the, the issue with too marching. much arch? Marching. Because yeah. uh, I had an you arch. You can't march properly. I had an arch well, going no, into the military. Yeah, using I'm those boots. completely flat-footed now. Yeah. Oh. It wears you. They're going to use you up. That's why you go into the military and you get what you need to get out of it because they're going to get what they need out of you. Yep. I didn't. I didn't see any is that, type is that, of. Is that pause worthy? No, no, that's no, real, that's, that's too real life. Okay, just making sure. Look, I went to look, the military. I never saw any action. <laughs> then again, I was thirty when I went in. Uh, it wore you down. Mm. It, it wears you down physically. You gonna have some issues. Y'all don't have no war stories, and I'm thankful. Matter of fact, I got out partly because shit was getting too real. I was like, I ain't going to fucking Afghanistan. For I'm out, son. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I got way, I got way, way more options. <laughs> man, let me get dying. <laughs> I'll, make it, I'll make it serious for a second, though, right? <clears throat> So we're in AIT, and we got a whole bunch of guys that, that are bravos and stuff like that. These are guys that as soon as they graduate from AIT, they're going straight to the shit. They're mm. going straight to it. And they're proud of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go see some action. Let's, let's get it. So we're going through training, and then they got to get you mentally ready. So they start showing you the tapes. I don't know if they did that for you guys, but for us, they start showing the tapes. Um, somehow through the, the war, uh, between Afghanistan and Iraq, you know, some of the, as a propaganda, 
the enemy would film themselves killing American soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when, when some of the regiments would defeat them, they would get a hold of the tapes. And now they show it in training to get you ready to know what you're facing. <sighs> Boy. So they're trying to teach you in many different ways. You know, we're going out and doing exercises. We run, 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 jump down on the ground. I'm up, they see me, I'm down. Mm-hmm. It's an exercise we always do. When we're crawling and stuff, I'm up, they see me, I'm down. They're drilling it into your head, but you don't really understand why till you see the tapes. They're trying to teach you, when you take fire, get down and immediately fire back, but don't look. Pop to your head. So you watch the <clears throat> tapes, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a sniper, and he's looking outside of a military installation, U.S. military installation. Click, click, a lot of bar. Bow, one down. They freeze. Bow, another one down. Everybody gets down. They peek. Bow, a lot of bar. Pink mist. This guy must have killed like six American soldiers in like 45 seconds. Damn. Because they kept looking up. Looking up. Bow, a lot of bar. And you're just like, whew, you're just you're watching real. the explosion. <clears throat> Hold on, I gotta- and then they click it and they're like, Stay down and return fire. You get it now? And they're like, we're like, we get it now. And then those same guys that were bragging, those bravos. They weren't bragging no more. Listen, all of a sudden, you know, I, my, my daughter, I really got to take care of her. You know, uh, this joining the military was a mistake. And I want to get out the military. Bingo. And they get ostracized from that point on. While we still go on through our training, they can't be out there with us. They got to go sit in the stairwell. I had... Saw like six of them quit. Once you really see what you're about to face, and they know, as soon as they graduate, they going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you going to uh, fucking an hour from Atlanta and just go complain about traffic. And I listen, yeah. when I got out of the military, I really didn't have anything. I was complaining the whole time I was in the military. I really didn't have anything to complain about. I was upset. <laughs> I was upset, like job-wise and stuff. Yeah. Easy money. Yeah. But mentally, yep. you know who you are, and you know what you're about. And the era that I served, I was gonna, I was gonna get kicked out. Well, hold on. This, this mm. is a question I got for you. Um, going back to the books and the writing, how do you deal with the, uh, even the trauma as a writer of expressing and rereading and reliving, even if it's fiction? Even does that set or is that all separate for you? No, it's not. It's not trauma. It's liberating. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. People, some people can be honest with themselves, but can you be honest with about yourself publicly? Mm-hmm. Can you put yourself out there for people to judge you? Oh, another question. See, this that's liberation. That's freedom. What about other people? Have you have you got to the point where you've had to write about other people that's close to you in your? Um, yeah. How does that go? Do you get talk to them first, or no? Is that just part of your story? I think that I think that depending on what you're going to say, I think it's proper. I think that it all depends on who you are. My story is my story. My point of view. On the way things happened is my point of view. And we can talk about it. We can discuss it. I'm just expressing myself on how I see it. That doesn't make it right. That makes it how I experienced it. The truth is in the middle. You know what I'm saying? The truth is always in the middle. Mm -hmm. I'm just expressing my side, but I'm expressing my side. Before I just express my side, I had to go through the feelings on who was wrong. I think a lot of people want to write a story about their point of view, but you never did the self-work. Mm-hmm. You can't tell a story without doing the self-work. 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be able to tell the truth. If I was wrong, I was wrong. So I'm just playing devil's advocate for contest sake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hypothetical situation. Um, you, you're married. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's something that involved you and your uh, spouse or your close family, mm-hmm. not just your spouse. Mm-hmm. It's your story, mm-hmm. but is that person ready for the public to know that story about them? How, how, I think that, 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 person, that person has to know you. That you have the best intentions. and Yeah. Okay. Clearly, I have the best intentions, but clearly, I'm also a person that I have to express myself. Gotcha. And I think that a person would care about the honesty of a situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I'm writing that I cheated, mm-hmm. that was part of the reason I went into the military. Mm-hmm. I messed up. The, we weren't married. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, <clears throat> I cheated. I messed up. And I knew I messed that situation up. Yeah, yeah, you knew fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, every I'm, guy does. <laughs> I'm, working, I'm working this job. I'm perfect. At this, at this point, <laughs> I'm working this. I'm working at a uh, facility for abandoned, abused, and runaway youth. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is a job for the heart. Yeah. I got a hundred stories that just break your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I worked in juvenile detention for five years. It's my favorite job ever. That was my calling, which goes to say for the listeners, just because you're talented at something doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do. That's real. Yeah. I'm a dope-ass rapper, musician. Mm-hmm. That's not my calling. Yeah. Gotcha. I, didn't, I, had to go, I had to live life to find out, oh, this is what I am. Mm-hmm. But when I transitioned to those homes, these kids didn't do anything. Like, in juvie, you did something. Yeah. And we can go from there. In these, in these facilities, they did nothing wrong. There's wrong being done to them. You're not... You got to prepare yourself to see kids hurt in a certain way. It's different when, you know, kids are in and out, kids are in and out. When you got seven-year-olds come in, face beat the shit. It's difficult to see. For example, I don't want to take all your time. My bad. No, no, this is, this is needed. Yeah, definitely. I had a kid. Uh, two kids came in. One is 16-year-old female. She was a runaway. And another kid, his father was just... Beating on him. Mm-hmm. So they took him from the house. You know, he comes, he has nothing. So my boss is like, hey, you know, they got to go get metal. I mean, they got to go get their hygiene supplies. They got to go get clothes. Go ahead and take them to Walmart. All right, cool. No problem. I go to Walmart. <laughs> and no 16-year-old female wants you walking around with them when they're trying to get underwear and stuff of course, like that. So yeah. I sent her off to go do her thing. I've got the 7-year-old. And I'm just walking up the aisles. Hey, you like that? Those are pajamas. You see those? Look at that. That's Batman. You like Batman? All right, get it. Get it. Look at that. That's Flash. That's Flash and that's Superman. You like that? Get it. He's having a ball. Mm-hmm. He's happy. Apparently, he hasn't been happy for a long time. Of course. So he doesn't know how to physically handle happiness. Mm. So we're going through the aisles. You want that? You want that too? Okay. Stepped in something. It don't feel like floor. Yeah. It feel like grits. Wow. I look down. It's green. There's a trail of it that leads to him. Oh. He's not used to physically being happy, so he shit himself. Wow. Damn. From happiness. That's crazy. I had not woke up in the morning thinking I was going to step in human shit that day. Yeah. So I'm... I'm in the middle of Walmart, so I'm yeah. freaking out. Like, I got to get him cleaned up. Yep, yep. So I take him 
to the bathroom. I'm on the phone with my boss because I'm mad. Yeah. Like, oh, just say, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. We're in there for about 30 minutes. How long does it take human shit to start stinking? Immediately? Yes. <laughs> Immediately? Right now. I still have to go get those clothes. Mm-hmm. So I go and get the I go and get the 16-year-old girl. Kids are funny. He's happy now. He wants to show her where he just did this thing. Yeah. She's having the time of her life. She's laughing. I'm pissed. Yeah. When I get back to the aisle, there's this family, this white family, this mom and three kids, and they're just uh, running and dancing in it. She's got the cart over it. And I'm just like, holy What is shit. going oh. on? What do I do? Because I know I got to go get the staff from yeah. Walmart and let them know what just happened. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw one of those kids do a good <laughs> slip in it, and I was like, oh, fuck, no. Oh, I went and grabbed God. the cart. I ain't say nothing to nobody. We got out of there. Yeah. That's You're overwhelmed. You have no clue. You're not driving home. He's happy and stuff like that. We get back to the, to the shelter. I'm like, all right, man, go ahead and um, go get your stuff and uh, go start the shower. I'm not taking a shower. Huh? What you mean? <laughs> Mean I'm not taking a shower. He just had his first happy moment. Brother, yeah. the one thing that you're going to do is you're going to go start that shower. Because this is not, but this is like a, a day in a life yeah. for me. Every day is like a challenge. And I think this goes into how I learn. Mm-hmm. I've worked jobs where you never know what's about. When I was at Juvie, I work Hoover, Bounty Hunter, uh, Blood, Sorenos, Nothanos. That's what I work with. At any point in time, it could go down. It can go down. And, you know, it's not like you got weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You're in a mod full of 12. At any point in time, anything can go off. They could swing or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. And for some reason, I'm comfortable there. Mm-hmm. The but, chaos, I'm comfortable. But with the kids, you're like, you're like rattled in this situation. I'm not prepared for that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Because with the boys, I come, I come from where they come. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But this, I don't know this. Yeah. And I'm dealing with majority female. Mm-hmm. This is another thing. What are you going to do? You got to use your words. Yeah. In order to reach them. They've, everybody's got their own story. I've got 19 kids from 7 to 19. Everybody's got their own stuff. I got an 18-year-old, super promiscuous, because she was taken advantage of young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At night, she's not in her room to make count. Earlier that day, she made a pass at me, and I was like, hey, that's not our, <laughs> that's not our relationship. I'm big bro, you little sis. That's mm-hmm. not what we do. So because of that, at nighttime, she's not where she's supposed to be. I got to go look around the house for her. I go into the kitchen. I see a shadow of her. For some reason, I don't turn on the light. I'm like, hey, what you doing in here? Oh, I just wanted to get something to drink real quick. Okay, but you know you're supposed to be in your room for count. So let's hurry this up. Okay. Take about two steps. Cut on the light. What she's drinking is a whole thing of Fabuloso. Why? Because she made a pass at me, and I didn't take it the way that she took it. So she just took it as pure rejection, and now she wants to kill herself. So now I got to send her to get her stomach pumped. This is like... You never know what you're going to walk in in a day because yeah. there's always different kids in and out, in and out. And that's not even the worst story. I don't think y'all got time wow. for the worst story. Nah, I thought about one particular girl for all four years of my military. My whole every day, at some point in the day, I thought about her until the people that abused her 
finally got sentenced in like 2016 yeah. mm-hmm. and then it went away. Yeah. It's rough. You're not ready for that. I think people, they under, like, you know, they're living their lives, you know, whether you live in a little happy life or, you know, whatever the case may be. And they don't realize that there's people out there going through like true trauma. I got a question for you, man. Mm-hmm. Why, um, I, well, not to say that. You have platforms, obviously, through your books, through, uh, you do speaking engagements and stuff like that. Um, do you feel like, because just hearing the story and stuff like that, like, as a, not excluding you, but as a black man, uh-huh. we need people, more people with their voice out there because there's a lot of, um, it's a lot of bullshit it's, going it's, on right it's now. It's coming. Is you're that looking at that you're... The, the thing that, it's, it's funny, I'll tell you how, how I see things in my head. For me, I'm in working mode right now. Mm-hmm. I'm exploring my thoughts. I'm learning and, and relearning. That's the thing yeah, that yeah. people don't do about my life, about the way I'm forming my perspective. And I'm writing as I go along to journal. When, you know, all of this comes from my experience. And it's coming. But also, you're looking at something before. Right now, you're looking at something before it happens. Yeah. yeah. And I know that in my head. Different things. So it, it's, it's coming. Okay. Definitely, definitely. So. Look, look, I'm, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's my you know what I mean? Like, because, it's my but all jokes aside, man, like, you know, we all get that, but we just need more. Um, there's a certain voice out there and there's a certain perspective out there of like, this is how things are, blah, blah, blah. And it's not about, you know, being, uh, like you said, you have different callings, right? Mm-hmm. And even if it's reaching five people, you know this. Five yeah, people, but I, people, I have a weird, I have a weird thing with today's atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. There comes a time when you have to make, in my opinion, where mm-hmm. you have to make a decision. Do you want to be popular or do you want to be important? Yeah. And what I mean by that is we're living, in a, we're living in a day where you have influencers. There's a difference between an influencer and an influence. Yeah. An influence, I don't want to be out here telling people how to live their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People create content because they feel like they have to create content. That may not be coming from a certain place. And people are, all, trust me, people are always on my ass like, you need to do this or maybe you should do a podcast or something like that. I'm creating. Yes. I'm thinking, I'm exploring things. And, and I talk when I feel it's, when it's time to talk. Mm-hmm. I want to be an influence. And an influence doesn't mean that I may see my influence in my lifetime. Yes, that's mm. true. That's true. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And it doesn't mean I'm, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be popular. It doesn't mean that I'm actually going to get out there. When people say, you know, if you only reach one, they don't really mean that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean that I, shit. I do, though. I 100% mean that when I say it. If you've been in the atmospheres that I've been in, you know what it feels like just yeah. for that one. Yeah. My boys that were in juvenile, I got 100 that, you know, they all graduated to the penitentiary. But I got about four that made it. And they are that doing, turned it all around. And they are doing great things out here in this world. And I know that I was part of that. Yep. And I continue to keep it. That's good enough for me. Yep. Yeah. I don't have to be out here telling people how to live their lives because I'm super flawed. I'm, I'm good at being a leader. I'm bad at being an example. It's mm-hmm. not my job. I can be a voice, but I can't be an example. I'm too flawed. I'm going to fuck up and I say terrible things. I'm a man of my times, even though I grow. Mm-hmm. So some of the shit I say, my son is gonna grow up like, nah, he was wrong on a lot. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's growth, though. Yeah. So I don't that, hold like that. That's where me, that's yeah. where I stand on that. Is that 
So basically, you, you, could just, gotta you just gotta continue on with your journey. And it That's sounds it. like you know you. Everything already... is about timing. Yeah, everything is about timing. That's it, and I I trust in that timing. I've I've watched it in my life. Is that I I feel like I'm a genius. I feel like I'm brilliant. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean everything lines up for me. Mm-hmm. You trust in the timing. You do the work. You create. You explore. You grow. And if the opportunity comes, I was prepared for this. That's how it works. Even if it doesn't happen, this is an essential part of my life. I'm going to do this regardless. If my dreams or anything I ever plan out never happens, I never did it for that. Mm-hmm. I did it for when son grows up to read what kind of man I was so he can tell my descendants who I was. With always bigger picture. I don't need you to go to my funeral and describe who I was. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Decide for yourself based on what I told you. Yeah. If I was a dick, I'm going to tell you I was a dick. I don't need you to go up there and testify. I'll write it. And every time you flip over that page, it's dad. I gave you the information. I gave you my story. I never die. That's what it truly means to never die. Oh, I got a, another question. Once again, a foot stomping. Um, I used to be an instructor, so you get it. A foot stomping right now for the people <laughs> out there. Could you talk to people that um, also have aspirations to write or create, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not, um, they're, they're not the most gifted uh, grammar, with grammar. Um, or could you... Don't worry about that. Just write. You got to start. With anything in life, the hardest part is to just begin. Begin. If you could just begin, everything else will come. It doesn't matter that you're not good at grammar. There are people that are. They got there's apps always, for that. There's always assistance. <laughs> they got apps for that. Yeah. They got editors for that. Shout out to get get through college. Yeah. Grammarly yeah. is the shit. Your job. <laughs> yeah. They got apps for that. They got Grammarly. Yeah. They got people that you could pay, invest in yourself, that you could pay to go through your stuff and make it gr- just right. Just mm. do. The whole point of being a writer is to pick up a pencil and a piece of paper and fucking bleed. Yeah. That's it. Be honest. And I think that also you can apply that to any kind of uh, yes. creative space, you know, any creative work that you do, like, shit, podcasting, the music. Which is extremely if, if, hard. If the engineer sees that, like, something's off, you got to redo it, there's a fix for it, you know? Yeah. And that's why he's there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something you might not notice that you think he just, oh, the engineer can fix it. No, he's going to direct you to but fix it. how hard it. was it to just start? That was probably the difficult part. Yeah, you know? to just go, all right, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. I know we're doing this. Yeah, but... Yeah, I'm gonna keep telling yourself, let's, let's do it. Yeah, you're telling yourself until tell, it happens. I'm gonna tell you how lazy. I'm gonna keep it so 100 right now. Yeah, I just met you. I if, thought you was lazy if, like if the I, first time. I'm I know. I am. <laughs> Immediately. Yo, I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah. Yo, I would have never started a podcast on my own. I I, I, I would have only been brought on. It's intimidating. Brought on because it's like, yo, do people really give a fuck what I True. want to yeah. say? Like, True. I want to put the time in. Until until, until it somebody else started it and say, "Yo, Norm, we need you to come do that." Uh, like, all right, cool. But that, but that, yeah. I'm in there. Sometimes you got to see it done. Yes, and that's where I'm at right now. It's like when I was younger and I was a rapper and stuff. I looked up. I thought I was the best doing it, but when I look up, everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'm doing now. When Who I look also up, things are the best. I don't see anybody. Yeah. trying to from our generation, like, yo, I'm in a philosophy and I'm writing poetry and I, I want to be the greatest writer that. The city ever produced. I haven't heard somebody uh, talk about like taking philosophy in school and things like that since I was a child. Yeah, but you can be a philosopher. I know, but I haven't even heard the term. We used to hear about philosophers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a long time. And all you do is think about some Greek dude yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but you don't even hear like that Like Nas anymore. was a philosopher. Yeah. Yeah. 
You could be one. You just got to cultivate your thoughts, unlearn, relearn, challenge opinions, challenge your own opinions, listen to other opinions that you don't want to listen to that doesn't feel good. There's nothing greater in this world than being wrong. You got to be okay being wrong. Because if you do something wrong, what do I do immediately? Correct it. So you immediately know what right is. Exactly. Wrong is the knock at the door. Mm -hmm. But most people are scared to be wrong, just like most people are scared to change. Yeah. Fear of death is not the scariest thing. Fear of change is. Yep. Fear is wrong. What if I'm wrong about my religion? What does that mean? Were my parents wrong? Were their parents wrong? It took me six years to come out of something that I knew that I didn't believe in because losing the thought of heaven was just too painful to bear. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you don't really know it until you start going, all right, what am I going to do here? I know I don't in my bones. Mm-hmm. But I can't lose this because what, th- what does that mean? What's that mean for me? That's hard, bro. Yeah. But yep. if you can do that, if you could just take the step towards anything that you feel any, any interest for or anything that makes you uncomfortable, you can do anything. You just got to start. Just start. Fuck up. Mess up. Lose. And find out that you can come back from that. Mm. Um, just overall, like, um, one last thing on the literary process, because you're a, probably our first published author that we had on. Yeah, yeah. First um, writer. As far as distributing, is that process been, especially coming from the music uh, standpoint too, mm-hmm. how do you feel about like the distributing process of getting in the book, getting it out there so people know they're just getting on these platforms and just doing anything? Just don't think that is music. <laughs> don't think that you're going to be going out here platinum yeah, and stuff like that. Yep. Understand what you're walking into. How many mm-hmm. people read? How many people are really into the subject matter that you're into? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to go out there and be a bestseller. They don't understand. You no, know, build your catalog. Yep. It's, in- it's instant gratification right now, and you got to fight that feeling of you want instant gratification and be okay with the process. The process is hard. It's painstaking because you want to feel like, I got to make it at 20 or 30 because then if I don't, it's death. Yeah. Like the 40s don't exist. You know what I'm saying? You got to be okay with the process. Timing will work if you, if you put in the work and you prepare, but there's life after 30. You know what I'm saying? There's life after 35. There's 40, life after 25. 50. <laughs> just got to get out of that and just be like... Yeah, y'all almost there. Be happy for Looking the people that are... It. <laughs> be happy for the people that are doing it. That's another thing. Yeah. To truly be happy for somebody mm-hmm. else where you feel like you... That's hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, we also and got go, egos and stuff too. It's all, it's all there. It's hard. It's hard. It's something that I had to learn. Yeah, we all seem better than this person. It was or like, that. am I a hater? Yeah, or I feel like I'm better. Or I should be at this. No, be happy for this person. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you can say a lot. I'm hating right now. Let me get the hate yeah, off my you black. Can, you can, you can yeah. be honest about it. Let me acknowledge it. that this is hate. <laughs> you know what I mean, saying? he did come. He came in here hot. Yeah, came in. Yeah, here. he did. Get, pause. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn, bro. Big pause. What are you doing? Jesus Christ. Who are you? No, this man, podcast is heavy. All jokes aside, man, I really, really like, I literally had no clue what I was walking into. Right. I prefer that. You know what I mean? Like, um, I trust Star. Star knows my personality. Yeah, I'm a pretty, pretty trustworthy person. Pretty uh, yeah. open to for a, dick vein. a lot of, yeah. <laughs> for a dick vein, yeah. I'm open to a lot of different things, but like I said, my whole goal is like, 
not just for myself, for people listening, it's like, like you said, that one person, whatever, it's like, if we could just feed some information out there that you do not know. I know personally things you have said today, mm-hmm. I can count several times on my hands, people that are going to hear, hear this that needed to hear this. Right. Yeah. I know that for a fact. That's, that's what it, like, if you, if, if that's truly your mission, is that one person mean that shit. Yep. Yep. Be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Everything else will come if your intentions are fucking true. People feel that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's no, it's not a, it's not an issue. I mean, it's not a coincidence that people like, we look at DMX and Tupac as the realest, Nick, they were the most sensitive, most female-ish mm-hmm. type of, but they just were real about their emotions and their intentions, mm-hmm. and we could relate to it. Rather than when we look at the toughest, they don't match up, because it's a, it's a facade. <laughs> I'm about to do something funny. And that's why we fuck with Drake. To tell you the dog. <laughs> if yeah, you, I put Drake too. When you, when you think about it. in the same sentence. Fuck y'all. Dog, you know what I'm saying? Shout the, out to my nigga the, Kendrick the, realest, too. the people that we see as the realest were the most vulnerable. Yeah. Because it's hard yeah. to do that. It is. You know That's what I'm true. saying? That's true. It's easy to do all the other stuff. Isn't, are they calling Drake to court right now? Yeah, I yeah for that, the... Um, That's another, that's for another day. XXX? That's weird, ain't it? I mean... What's the association there? I, I've heard the... They had beef. They yeah, had they, some uh, beef... Um, Drake and Triple X. Uh, oh, Jay Prince didn't stop that one too. Don't get me started on. I'm not. We in oh, Texas. God. I'm gonna let it go. Yeah, I'm just not. Yeah. I just want to say to everybody out there, the internet does not need you on there all the time saying things. I'm Protect not going there. No, 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 no. Yes. I'm not. That's I not where. That's that. not even where I'm going. I got you, but I just want a lot of shit going on no, these last I, couple I, weeks. I have to say I agree because I was just telling somebody that the other day because they were like, "Oh, what do you think about it?" I was like, "There's people who." I, it's cool. Let's say you're the biggest influence. Let's say you're the biggest, most respected person in the game. I don't care what it is. Sometimes we don't always have to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we just leave, leave things alone. Yeah. We where don't know I, where everything. I'm going, see, I was going to Drake on that one because mm-hmm. I come from Cube and, and Nas and Jay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you watch that thing get sorted out. They got to mm-hmm. go through it. I've never seen like somebody have to step in the middle because when he got his shit off with Meek Mill, it was all good. But with Pusha T, somebody had to step in the middle of that because mm-hmm. it was hurt. I'd never seen anything like that before. With the stuff that's going on right now, I think that that's going to sort itself out. I like to hope so. Look, it's I embarrassing, just, yeah. but... I just thought about something. Is there author beef? beef? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You go, you know, author's you throwing shots at each other. And shit. You know <laughs> nah, not really. Unless you... Could you, nah, get a, really. could you get a shot off like, man, fuck, you know, in, in a uh, little subliminal? In the, you know I, think there's, I think that there's competition like... Okay. Like poetry like, or something like anything like that. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more or less you looking at somebody else's success and be like, this motherfucker. You're not really that good. Yeah, I, I, think, th- I think it's that, but it's not, it's not really big. I think hip-hop be like the, the main genre or subject that has like the beef like that. You know, you know what's Publicly. funny? You Publicly. know what's funny? Publicly. Somebody ruined my day. They said, <laughs> you always looked at rap beef like some dope stuff, right? And I was like, yeah. It was like, it's just two men writing poetry about each other. I know, right? And I was yeah. like, <laughs> you just ruined that for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Sitting poems back and forth. Two guys writing angry poems back and forth. I'm like, oh, you ruined that for me. You just say, go ahead and put a heart on that letter and just send it through the bell. That's right? <laughs> for my last song. Yo, before we get out of here, um, yeah. please let the people know where they can find your material. Amazon.com. Must you burn before you respect fire? Militant man child. Coming in March, The Revolutionary. It'd be my first novel. 
You actually have physical copies though too, right? I, did. I brought y'all some. <sighs> what about um? What about any socials? Don't follow me. Follow your heart. <laughs> Dang. Seriously, I like that. Seriously, website. What you gonna do? No, I don't have a website. But what you what you gonna do? You gonna follow me and just look at my life? I, some people want their life looked at. Yeah, yeah. Don't follow me. Follow that's, your that's heart. That's the thing today. Spend the less time following me, and go. That's what you do. Don't worry about me. Just really? go and do the thing that you know is your calling to do. Oh, my last question. I fucking keep forgetting it. <laughs> do you do audiobooks? It's coming. Okay. It's okay. Coming. Definitely, definitely. I haven't definitely. figured that out yet. Okay. I haven't figured that out yet. A lot definitely, of things coming, Paul. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. That was, come on, man. <laughs> Listen, he lined that one up. He like he wanted to get that one off. Pause. Real quick, just, it's, it's, like, yeah. it's like it's like when McGrady threw it off the backboard. Yeah, it was unnecessary. That's Michael Jordan yeah, going up like, with yeah, the right. Yeah, Nobody's guarding you. Yeah, Let me swing yeah. to the left. You did for you, what? Bingo, it. it was right there for you, yo. It was for show. It's <laughs> all right. Yeah. Now all I will right. say uh, before we get to crushes, though, uh, I'm I'm glad that we get to check out these books that you brought here uh, mm-hmm. today. So you know, I'm actually I told you I promised you I said I was going to I don't know if I said promise, but I did. Yeah. I gave. I, I told you that. Start with me. I will. I will start with you. Okay. Pause if need be. And all right. All right fair. With your book, I would. I would read your book, and I would go from start to finish. And I was going to make sure that I did everything in my power to accomplish that. Why? And I will. Don't. I want you to read it, and then tell me how you feel about certain things. Oh, I will. If you're like, I don't fuck with that. I yeah. want to know. I want to know why. Like, give me feedback. I might even reach out just for like for understanding as well too. Okay, because I, I, I don't I don't I don't really say know start what I'm with militant man child. That's that's the book. Okay, ain't that kind of fly? You got the insider, like you can know, interpret man, how you want, or you can just get to the source too. It, it's almost like when I have a like you know a rapper friend. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, yo man, what did you mean hey, when you said this right you, here? What did you mean when you said Norm wasn't shit on here? <laughs> I, like who? Okay, that didn't happen. Like, like who? why? <laughs> why? Why you diss my man? Yeah, it was. No, but uh, no, I, I think I, I like that. Like, I definitely will reach out to you, you know, whether I'm midway through the book or, you know, I get to the finale and, you know, just to give you my perspective on it. And not only that, but just my, I think my overall experience of actually getting through a book. And I will, okay. I will definitely yeah. do the same. My Instagram is AlchemX, by the way. AlchemX? AlchemX. Okay, definitely. I got to follow. AlchemX. AlchemX. So we doing crushes. Uh... You know about our crush segment, do you? I do. Yes. I'm actually impressed when y'all do y'all lists. I'm like... Pretty diverse, right? It's not just diverse, but it's pretty good, man. Yeah. It's pretty timely. I'm, I'm impressed. Going, I'm, going yeah. with a, um, I'm going with an RIP crush of the week since we have an author in the oh, building. Oh, I got an RIP. Oh, go ahead. Uh, quick story because talk about how shit hits you later. Right. 17 years old. I get took on a trip with my community center. Mm-hmm. UMass College. I'm just sitting there. Some girls there. Okay, we gonna go, right? Mm-hmm. And the speaker, who I didn't realize at the time was a really fucking important person in the world, and I literally didn't pay attention to shit she said until later. I was like, "Oh," and it was Maya Angelou. God, no, no, no! I'm about to murder you, and I'm about to get your whole podcast <laughs> canceled. Yes, you ready for this? So Maya Angelou's mind. You ready for this? <laughs> you can only be canceled if you let yourself be canceled. Hold on, <laughs> it's the early '90s. Okay, I'm at Ingram Mall with my sister. Back when the mall, going to the mall and hanging out the mall was a thing. Saturday what? We're hanging out the mall. (laughs) Hey, so Saturday? And we got nothing to do. There's a rush to the music store. We don't know why. Somebody FYE? Fuck it. I can't even remember. We go there, and it's just a whole bunch of Tejano bands. They give you the the paper, and you just go up to them. You get get their autograph. Canceled already. Listen, hold on. Listen. Hold on, hold on. You're talking if you said the Fernandez. Listen. (laughs) 
So we're just standing in line going, hey, how you doing? Get an autograph and going. We go past this one that's in the center of the table. Um, it's a band, real pretty, uh, Hispanic lady. Kiss me on the cheek. A lot of lipstick. I remember that. I didn't like that too I much. I already know who this is. I got the autograph. I Are walked you... out of the store. Beep this out. Listen this to out. me. Jesus. I walked out of the store and I ripped the paper up and I threw it away. A couple years later, I'm in HEB. I see rest in peace balloons at the cash register. It's Selena. You're a sick person. Yeah, we're canceled. Yes. What is wrong with you? No, no, no. He's I canceled. Didn't, no! This is the worst he thing you've canceled. done today. You are working. You that's, canceled yourself. Yeah, that's why it works in my story. I didn't. This is, no, I know. I just didn't pay attention. I didn't, I didn't like, know. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I didn't know. I'm pretty sure I shook the lady's head after. Hey, you, you, remember, you, remember, you remember Ricky Gervais? Did you, have you ever watched his... Uh, uh, Rest in peace to Selena. His uh, his bit with uh, with Louis C.K. He like Louis C.K. Remember he had the Louis show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, Ricky featured on there and he was playing his doctor, mm-hmm. and but he's like the fucking like play around asshole doctor like right. fucking with him right. And so he comes in, he's like, man, there's something really wrong with me, man. And you know he's saying all kinds of shit, and and he says something like in relation to what you just did right now. I'm gonna pull up the clip for you and I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to you. But it's like the most hilarious shit because he's like that not give a fuck type of person as well. Yeah. But I can't believe you did that. I didn't know. Every time I tell that story, it goes from like, ha to... And I was just like, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have told that story. I didn't know. Okay, I'm going to just tell you the line Ricky said. I'm not even going to show you because this is how disappointed I am with you. He said, this is the worst thing I've ever seen and my dad masturbated in front of me. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Once again, uh, the thoughts and views and life stories of our guests are not reflective of the Cheap Suits podcast. Listen, we cannot be held accountable for any actions all. they may have made at 40 years old or at 11 years old. You know, that and, is all them. And he was you doing he was doing so well. He was doing great. He was doing great. And I can feel the energy you can just, different like, in here. As soon as you said, uh, I know. Say, I, that's I know. why I was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Well, you know. Nah, Shout out to Chris Perez. I had yeah. that autograph. I just probably wiped that shit off. All I did. Quick, like, it was too much. Oh, dude, oh, you she like kissst your face. Rub that off. Bitty, bitty, too much lipstick. Damn. I was, I was oh, a question of the week, though. I was a very young lad when I was in uh, Selena's aura. Yeah, he went to the concert. Before. Yeah, I got a kiss on the cheeks. A little more, yeah. Yeah, but then you, you pretty much. <laughs> we kind of were together for a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. In my that, head, that's, that's a date. That we kind of were in a date. relationship yeah, until like, I know, walked out that yeah, door. You know, I kind of feel you because I would have been like, yo, I feel like we, we're, we are a couple now. Yo, think about COVID now. Like short term. She, she probably kissed 40 people on her cheek that day, and that is so inappropriate yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think about that, and I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, now, now thank you, you think for, about it. Thank you for Yeah, that. I'm just, hey, man, we're here. You basically, we're here. You basically like, had a, a lot of like male fibers all over your cheeks. It's like kissing the strip number, but I went too far. Yo, <laughs> whoa, yo. Now that's life. Yeah, yeah. That is what's He's known done it before. as a Freudian slip. <laughs> Ladies Atlanta, and gentlemen, Georgia. look no. it up. <laughs> See how we bring it all back together. Shout out to the whole Atlanta, Georgia, right? Yeah. Atlanta, Georgia is where you. No, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. I uh, said I've seen it happen. I have seen it happen. You might have had a pause situation. Back pedaling. That was what you call a callback He's, to an earlier no, segment of the he show. He said <laughs> a specific region and place. Yes. I have only kissed a stripper at Paradise. <laughs> oh, God, no. Like here, paradise? Yes. 
Yeah, you know, I know. In, in Interesting. Fair, in all fairness, I dated a stripper from Paradise. Oh. Hey, so that plays a little different. That's different. He's just, it we feels like a lot of goalposts I moving. used to deal we, with. I dated a stripper. So what That's happened in Atlanta bad. again? Because you didn't say here. You said Atlanta first. I said that because we were talking about. You said that because it was, that was a Freudian my comedic, slip. No, that was my comedic timing. I had that plan. What was his name? I talked to you. I've been here for about two hours talking about vulnerability. Yo, yo, this is my and dog. Honesty. Hey, hold on. This is my dog. Hey, hold on. This is a certified hood classic. <laughs> what oh, was his what name? What was his name? Yo, it's man. a different what time you, now. What you doing next week, baby? Come back. It, I, it's a different time. Hey, this kind of thing is accepted amongst the part people two, now. Man. I think you're, you're you're ready for like the back to back part I'm two. I'm ready. I'm here because I'm really ready to get into the shit. We got like toxic. all the real shit out the way. Yeah. Come on, hey, come on, man. He was already into the shit at Walmart. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Ow. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> y'all didn't catch callback. that right away. Great callback. Both of y'all was about to carry on. <laughs> oh, that was a great callback. Now for my callback. What was his name? Oh, man. I mean, first of all, I don't know what this person identified as, because I'm progressive. What's his name, Randy? See where I'm going with that? You know what I mean? You got to unlearn your ways. Yeah, I didn't mean for you to go into it, but this is beautiful. Can we hit another certified hood classic? Because she... I'm learning on it. My wife teaches me about all these pronouns. So I don't know what nobody is, because I didn't ask the question. How about that? Sure. See how I just slipped that what you Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. We're taking this journey together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a never-ending story. Yes, we're here. I, we're in. This we're is all what the writer here. does, right? You yeah. just keep it going. For sure. <laughs> I don't like this guy. No, no, no. No, no, no. You need this. <laughs> this is part of my growth. Exactly. My elevation. Therapy right now. I appreciate I'm, you, I'm, I'm pulling you into you. progression right now. Yeah, he's helping pause. you. You know, I'm big. Pause if, yes, if, if need be. put progression. You put progression. You good. That was good. You okay, okay. All right. You, but he played. He tried to play it safe. Also, shout out to mental health. You know, big proponent of therapy. Go out there. I wonder if we if should plug in it. a phone number in our descriptions now. Um, to help the people out on, there. We're not Macklemore. We're not Logic. Yeah, I'm not doing yeah, that. Right. Comes, That's too far. Becomes, you gotta find out on pander, your own. Become pander, panderish. I think you gotta put your feet on the concrete and find. I think I was trying to like steal it from somebody else, but it's fine. I was trying to be nice. Go to therapy on Zoom if you have to. Okay. There's resources out I there. Support therapy. It's a good talk, fellas. Yeah. Hey, man. Military got me on the therapy wave. Had some issues. <laughs> How? <laughs> you were living Y'all it. He was biscuits on an elliptical. He was living it up for oh. PT. Sometimes you live it up a little too you much. You were now nah, you job ruled it for real. Like Everybody just whoa. Listen, sometimes you living it up a little too much and they yeah. gotta slow your ass down. I don't know about that. Let's not get started with job rule. I don't know anything about Hold that. Hold on, man. Let's get to your crush, man. Yeah, let's get to crush of the week now. Crush of the week. Crush we can talk week. all day. Hmm. And if you're free next Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. I take. Okay. How about hey, this? Hey. How about this? Can I make a no longer crush? Yes. And be real controversial. Wait, hold yes. on real quick, real, real quick. You can't ask that. That's how, I, I've had those conversations with women before. Yo, what's, your, what's the next week looking like? Why not? He's not yeah. a woman. Yeah, the way, the way, the but way he came at me. we just finished talking to you about, or about ATL. Yo, dog, and I'm then he admit- immediately. Immediately you're asking him out first, first, on the next week. Yo, what first, you doing next first, week? First, and first, I just. First of all, I've been married for 20 years. I don't know what y'all was Ooh, talking about with women. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know true. how it was back in this day. He's I don't know what he basically just told me I'm dying alone. You know what I'm saying? That's it. First I'm dying, I'm dying alone, basically. Shit, so it. my no longer crush <laughs> is SZA. Oh. oh. She has been a very respected crush on this show. I love SZA. I, she was just a crush. I love her she, she can never you can never overdo it though. Necessary. Save that for next week. I got, I got thoughts about the that. The surgeries weren't necessary. I disagree. Oh wait, did she? I didn't know she had okay. surgeries. Have you seen her? I haven't seen, seen, her, seen her recently. I haven't seen her recently though. She's a whole different person. She's what a whole happened? Different... 
The Grammy. Just watch the Grammys. Whole different person. Damn. It, it and her surgeon, whoever she is. Is it Picasso? It, yes, because it's a whole different person. But it's K Michelle ish, bro. My reason has nothing to do with why you think, probably. Why it's, I say a, it's, I can't. it's the same downfall as like Doja. Uh, yeah, she lost all that weight. So hold on, SZA was our crush two weeks ago. Now she's gonna be the non-crush two weeks later. I just moved Fuck off it. the board. I, ro- I roll with it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Shout out to SZA though. Knock people now, off now the I'm board. gonna want to go back <laughs> and see what down. happened. Just watch the Grammys. Literally, I don't just watch, watch the Just watch internet, man. It's like what you were good. I promise you was good. Yeah, she's you were a hood. Person. You were the hood, Rihanna. She was yeah. beautiful already, though. Yeah. And she just. But that's a you know that will be a conversation for next week. We will definitely talk about that yes. because the, some of these women are just... Com- I think it's actually a, a way yeah, like those deeper. worms I just put on the table? No, because it's a way deeper combo that we're about to have about Open this. Open it up. Yeah, the can of worms. We're about to get into like racism, white supremacy. Oh, I'm yes, the guy. So you already know we, oh, we go in there. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, you got your crush? I already said Maya Angelou. Oh, my bad. Yeah. People got to start. Piece. People like... I'm with you on that. Like... Have you ever have you ever noticed that people don't see old people as people until they see pictures of them young, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you go, "Oh, they really lived." Yeah, like while they're yeah. old, it's like they don't even exist. Yeah. But if you see pictures of them young, it's like, "Yo, these were actually people." And I already know. Oh, my, yeah. my, my Angela was these. People got to start looking mm-hmm. back. Like, yo, have you seen Coretta Scott? She was bad than a motherfucker. Well, you know, I, Dorothy I, Dandridge. All I've, them. I've already used uh, uh, Betty White as a crush. You Betty know what I'm saying? That's facts. I might got a little thing for uh, and even, crush on older women, anyways. I've always kind of admired what's, what's like her name? I, I like Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. What's my other girl? Um, I, I, I view these women as I hate vintage. that I'm only the white people. What's my girl? Uh, no, that's all right. Um, what's what's Kat, my, Catherine Hepburn? Kat, Catherine Hepburn. What about uh, what's her name from Little House in the uh, the, the Medicine Doctor? Um, and that, and, oh, oh, Angela Lansbury. Not her, Angela no, Lansbury. No, 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 no. That's uh, Murder She Wrote. She was in um, <laughs> she was a looker too. Trivia guy. You know what I'm saying? Was in, uh, Shout was, out to all the Golden what Girls. Was the mo- what was the movie? The Wedding Crashers. Wasn't I can't she think the mom? Top of my head. Like she was the tomcat. I know exactly the white, the white girl. Yeah, lady. The uh, she used to be the the medicine woman in the prairie. You remember the show? Yes. My house I, on, I know you're talking the prairie. About. I know you talking Little about. House on the Prairie. Nah, it wasn't Little House on the Prairie. No. She was the medicine. Wait, Doctor Quinn, medicine. Doctor Quinn. Doctor Quinn. She, she like rest in peace to Michael Landon. I think that was his name. Nah, that that was Little House. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Doctor Quinn, she was like even to this day, she's still bad. Yes. Is she the one in Wedding Crashers when they were in yes. the house? She's and the to- it, she's the cat. She told she told him to to like grab my breast and just got him done. That's her. She was in her no, like seventies. Yeah, I know. In there, in that movie, man, look, she's old, old, but she's still. But sexy. how old was she in that movie, though? I don't know. She might have been like fifties, late fifties. She was not in her fifties, bro. You don't think so? No. Like shout 60. out to Angela Bassett. Late, Let's say sixty, mid to late sixties. Sixty-two. And then that. I'll research it. All right, cool. All right, and I'll be back next week. Shout out Shade. to shout out. What she? Shout out to them all. Everybody. The date. I will. Say, I'm just gonna give. I told you this you last Shaka, year. Have you see Shaka Khan, son? And no, have you seen her daughter? Yeah, it looked like Nicki Minaj. No, I'm sorry. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Shaka Khan and her daughter. See? Look, we done got in a whole other bag right here, right? I will say, uh, only because I did say this, I'm going to keep my word. The moment we found out Rihanna was going to be the halftime show. Oh, yes, we did. We scheduled I, that. I said that come Super Bowl weekend, crush. she's hands crush. down going to be yes. the ultimate crush of the week, crush of all time. Yes. Shout I think she's one of the most beautiful Rihanna. people alive. Only because she embraced... Hey, I'm gonna just gain weight and look good. Ah oh, man, I don't care what y'all feel about she it. She got some and beautiful thickness, just, and she just got better. Yeah, she embraced that big old forehead. She embraced forehead. it, ladies who yeah. are listening. 
Because I got I got big forehead too. Guys, so I feel like we can bump yeah, heads. All female. All, <laughs> most fine females got big foreheads. So Be clear. For. <laughs> Confidence is key, dog. Yes. Because guys don't really care that much. Yeah, we don't. They do all of that extra stuff for each other because we don't care. Yeah. We really don't. Haven't paid attention to I, a fucking eyelash. I have never ever said she was bad, but if she just would have had I only longer pay attention when eyelashes. <laughs> I only I only pay attention when they get left behind. But also, ladies, do what the fuck you want to do. I don't man tell oh, you what to the do. Clean up, man. Yes. I am Yo, I'm in a house full of women, dog. My shit is just different. Yo, I got a yeah, whole I'm, ju- I'm just saying inside. listen. Do what you want to do. If you want to wear we 37 really inches li- eyelashes, <laughs> you love it. You like it, I love it. 37 inch eyelashes. You look you like it, I love it. Or, or the you can the lose fuck? an eye like that, yeah. I mean, shit can get dangerous. I'm talking about you. You going for the kiss and you can lose or like an the, eye. The eight inch you, nails you promoted. Look, you can lose a lot going. <laughs> nothing, nothing, yo. nothing, man. Yo, yo, and young we... fellas out there, strap up. Yeah, <laughs> be careful out there in these streets. <laughs> they got some shit that you can't get rid of. So I heard. I don't know that. Yeah, y'all, y'all <laughs> it had ain't me paradise. Yo, y'all had me. <laughs> Yo, yo, man! Hey, thanks again for coming on to the show. Yo, this uh, is a Paul's. great, great episode. Um, all jokes aside, man, I really, really do support. Um, we'll continue to support. We'll start supporting, and um, most definitely, you got some shit going on, brother. Hey, man, yeah, I, I, I mess around. I'm toxic, but I respect you guys. Yeah, and I'm really proud of what you guys are doing. And it's only bigger things. The same way I said about myself, I say I've realized that as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at something before it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a pleasure to be a part of that in the future when you are doing what you do. Thank you. And be like, yo, I was on that before. Appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate you. All respect. And, and we and still a dick vein. Yeah. I'm still a put out black. That was kind Damn. of like dick vein was kind of, never my pause. That was a little aggressive. That was pause. It's not yeah. aggressive, but it's super specific. Yeah. I just, can we end the show? But if you're gonna with a, insult with group, somebody, with respect them enough to group be hugs? specific. To, no, can we end it with a group pause? <laughs> a group pause? <laughs> I told you, look, that was that was that was my philosophy. Just because I show you respect to round it off doesn't mean I respect you. Because most of the time I get on the phone with my best friends, and as soon as I get on the phone, what's up, you whole ass nigga? Yeah. Because yeah. I love you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? I respect so. it. And that's like the first thing I did this morning was say something flagrant in a group chat and then just didn't respond. <laughs> Straight slander, yeah. Slander five thirty in the morning, I mean, you and, then, and, and then disappear. Dog, you, you better, out for the day. I believe in setting the tone. Set the tone for the whole. Set homies. the tone, definitely. Yes. Well, I, I, I I'm, I'm more than willing to go ahead and cooperate and and join in on this whole group pause shout out that we're about to do. I guess. Okay. Is this pause worthy also? But we're pausing ourselves already, right? Yes, pre pause. I never heard anybody do group pauses. I think we need to. <laughs> it's it's. I, I think th- we was wild, Frank. Flagrant. <laughs> I think we was wilding, and let's, let's, you know. All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Yes. I got to <laughs> run out of here. I got a haircut appointment. Hey. Hey. Call me fuck. when you shout need to me. My, shout out to my barber. They got, me, they got me taking care of this morning. Yeah, my brother's been busy, but we're back out here. Some people don't you have know, hair. He, he be out here in these streets. Yeah. Some people don't have hair. Damn. Yeah. Some people have been balding yeah. since they were 14. Yeah. God damn. It just got sad. Let's Yo, get the fuck up out hey, of here. Hey, man. Yo, pause. <laughs> 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 Eat it.